Blog Talk Radio.
Father, we thank you, Lord. Oh, that was not intended. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to be able to serve you again on this program. We thank you for my job. We praise you, Father God, for the um, the uh, uh, the blessing that you have given us to help us to understand the days that we're in right now. To help us to understand that when when those of us who are going through refiner's fire are doing going through such uh that um you know that it that it may very well strongly be an indicator that we are at least contenders to be part of your bride, and we will continue to pray always to be found worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before our Lord Jesus at the wedding supper, and we're looking so much very very deeply so much forward to that. And Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that if there is any behavior that is, or even any feeling that enters our heart, anything that doesn't belong there, any anything in our in our walk that needs to be adjusted or changed, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will reveal it to us so that we are able to pray through it, that we are able to lift it up and set it at the foot of the cross, that we are able to um, trust you, Father, that you will help us through these things, and that that it will there will be very noteworthy changes in our behaviors as long as we continue to pray, as long as we continue to hold, uh, to, to hand it over to you, and as long as we trust in our Lord Jesus and plead his blood and seek you with all of our heart, Father God, we know that if we continue, we don't give up. If we continue to pray like the persistent widow, you will come through. And we know this because the scripture says so and the scripture doesn't lie. We praise you, Father God, for the days that we're in. We thank you, Father God, for opening our eyes to all of the creepy weird things like directed energy weapons, CBDCs, digital IDs, uh, possibly another vaccine coming along, all the things that are threatening people out there that many many of which are unaware of or have tuned out. We understand that dynamic. And Father, there's also so many um, th- there's so many allegations out there, Father, that you know that oh, there's going to be a nuclear war very soon, or all, all the Russians are going to attack us and. 
Father, we know and we just praise you for the wisdom that you have given us over the years, whereby we have seen these things happen time and time again. In fact, many of many of these dynamics occurred back in 2012, uh, 2011, late 2011, 2012, and 2013 even, uh, but in, especially in 2012. And Father, we just praise you for 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 blessing us with that experience where we were able to, uh, you know, go through those things and and discover, uh, you know, through experientially that they were not true and that there was just always an endless wagon train of people making false claims Uh, and father over the years we have been so blessed because we have a collection and we know kind of like who's who in a zoo and who's who's saying things that are trustworthy and who you know hasn't ever said anything trustworthy um and 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 it's a blessing it really helps us to be able to keep our heads level to stay um you know to to use that uh, greek word nepho first thessalonians 5 titus 2 2 first uh, peter 1 13 and first peter 5 8 praise god to keep our hearts and minds level set and not get too excited not get too pumped but get excited but stay excited it's kind of a paradox, but we praise you for all of the things that are keeping us on the edge of our seats and keeping us motivated for the days that we're in right now. And we praise you, Father God, for, for, for you know, every attribute, element, part of our walk, everything that is that is uh, that you have blessed us with because it brings us, you know, we don't know what the end result is going to be, but Father, one thing is for sure, none of us are going to quit. We're going to keep on punching our way through this. We're going to be praying as hard as we can. If we have to make adjustments to our diets, if we have to make adjustments to our behaviors, if we have to make adjustments to what we do on the weekend, if we have to change things, Father God, if you got to burn down our houses, burn them down. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that we can just lay ourselves right into your hands, trust you with all of our heart, and know that you are going to take care of us. For if we trust in the Lord with all of our heart, and we don't care a lick about our own understanding, and we, Father, we know that you will direct our path, make our path straight, keep us on that narrow path. Lord Jesus, keep us from stumbling, as as the prayer in the book of Jude says, and we just look forward to this opportunity that you have laid before us, not only to touch people's lives right now through prayer, and to also pray, you know, to pray for the lost, but to also uh, to touch people's lives through generosity, giving, uh, kindness, love, uh, and to show Jesus, not so much talk Jesus as much because today, uh, quite frankly, as we all know, many of us, you know, from going through it, uh, know that talking about Jesus doesn't really, you know, in these in this awful day and age, doesn't bear as much fruit as prayer does, and I don't think it ever did. I, I really believe with all of my heart that prayer is our calling, and that I and and really it indicates that clearly uh, with just just considering the number of uh, passages in the Bible that admonish us to do so and. Um, uh, and also uh, the things that we've experienced and seen in our own lives, I, at least I have for sure, and I pray that others will too if they, haven't, if they haven't experienced it thus far. I pray, Father, that you will reveal yourself to them as they reach out to you in prayer. And we just thank you, Father, for every opportunity. We praise you, Father, for everything that you have shown us, and we thank you for uh, taking away any of those behaviors. We trust you to take them away. We trust you to get us right. We want to be Ephesians 5.27. 
7. We know that Jesus is coming from a for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, and sh- that she should be holy and without blemish. And we we strive daily, and we want to be counted worthy. We know that it is not by our own works that 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 it, it, that we'll be counted worthy, but we also know that your grace is sufficient for us, and we also believe with all of our heart that with your assistance, with your help, and our trust in you, and our continuous praise to you for the things that we have not realized or seen happen in our lives yet, or other people's lives that we're praying for, we know that by that faith, you will come through. It may be at the last minute, but you will come through. In fact, some of it might even be uh, revealed to us or uh, manifest uh, to us in the form of rewards in heaven. And we praise your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, uh, for everything that you have done. Keep us on the edge of our seats and keep us uh, keep us protected, Father, for those of us who are in the workplace uh, that need to, you know need to continue to feed the furnace of the evil world that we live in. Father, we pray that you will give us divine protection, protection of angels. Surround us with your holy fire. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, well, here we go for another round um, of programs, and we'll just have to wait and see how things unfold this fall, uh, and particularly as we enter into 2024. Um, you know, I, with all of the indictments with Trump, um, all the threats that we've received from the reptilians, um, the and there are so many of them, I, I really think in many ways that the uh, prophetic movie from the 1980s, They Live, 
Uh, probably, I don't even know if it really did. Maybe it did do a good job of capturing the, the numbers, the percentage of how many um, tears there actually are on the earth. And um, and if it did, you know, because I, as I recall, I haven't seen that movie in a really, really long time. But as I recall, it was an awful lot of them uh, percentage wise. And um, I really believe that that is the case. Um, praise God. So anyway, and, and that doesn't even that doesn't even include the Nagas uh, in the caverns underneath India. It doesn't even include uh, those that are in the caverns underneath uh, Chile, which we know about from the Los 33 miners incident. Uh, you know, I mean, since when does NASA carden off an area and control everything in and out? I mean, that, that that's because it's, you know, aliens. Uh, so anyway, and, and they are. I mean, essentially, they're not indigenous from here, although really you could make the argument uh, under when you truly understand, you know, the the uh, life cycle of planet Earth, um, you could make the argument that they've been around here a lot longer than humans have been, which is which is actually true. Um, uh, now, humanoids, that's a different story, because then you start getting into Neanderthal and Cro-Magnon and all that kind of stuff. And you have to go back to the Anunnaki when they're dorking around with uh, genetic uh, um, manipulation and things like that. But uh, that gets pretty complicated. And then, if, you know, but anyway, we're not going to we're not we're not going into all that detail right now, praise God. Uh, but we do want to take a look, you know, kind of a snapshot view, if you will, of where we are. Uh, today is uh, September the 10th of 2023. Uh, it would almost feel, at least it feels a little bit to me, while I, I know that this has a tendency of changing on, you know, literally so quickly that we, we can't, we, we just, every single time, let me put it to you like this. Whenever things feel like they're getting a little bit slow. Now, I, I was talking to somebody over the weekend, I, or, you know, I don't remember who. Uh, I th Yeah, actually, I do think I remember. And the individual said um, that they really liked it when things slowed down. Now, I don't. I'll be perfectly frank with you. I want turmoil. I want tribulation. I want things to be end times all the way. I want, you know, I don't want to open up my finely tuned Twitter feed and go through there and do my doom scrolling and not see something pretty bad happening. Because to me, that is potentially indicative of a lull. And I don't want, you know, personally, I don't want to see a lull. I don't see a lull in the Bible at all. Okay, and if I don't see a lull in the uh, end times things, uh, you know, happening out there, you know, if I don't see it in the Bible, then I don't want to see it today. I want to see a, a continuous crescendo of trials and, tri you know, tri tribulations. I, you know, of course, you know, going through the fiery trials that are to try us uh, is not easy. But, you know, you have to make the est estimation that if you're using appropriate or decent uh, spiritual warfare prayers uh, on your behalf, of, on behalf of you and your family, um, and you're doing a pretty good job of it, then my estimation would have to be that you should be well protected from any of the attacks of the forces of darkness. All right. Now, providing that you're not living in willful and habitual sin, which is going to open up doors and portals and put you in a really high, high jeopardy position. All right. And let's hope that's not the case. All right. Praise God. So if you are divinely protected by your by the fact that you make spiritual warfare prayers very predominant in your prayer life cycle, uh, you know, hopefully early in the morning before anything is distracting you and you're really leaning into it, maybe taking communion first and praying that, um, you know, for purity and, and confessing of all of your sins, you know, even Daniel confessed of his sins, uh, you know, and it's it's fascinating. It's 
beloved as, uh, of, of the Lord as Daniel was, that an angel would actually get sent down to his presence to deliver the answer to the prayer on the uh, Babylonian captivity, you know, in that 21-day fasting, that the angel would say, you know, Daniel, oh, beloved of the Lord, you know, because, you know, he used to, you know, it's in the scripture, you know, that where he would pray and, and repent for his sin. So, uh, you know, you can walk away from that and say, well, yeah, it's definitely true. You know, when you look at Psalm 51 and the way that David was praying and sin, my mother conceived me, you know, you know, my, our sins are always before us. And in sin, my mother conceived me, wash me with your hyssop, make me whiter than snow. Uh, you know, you got Daniel um, uh, confessing of the sins. Uh, uh, you know, you got Nehemiah in chapter one, verse six in his prayer, uh, confessing of the sins of the peoples of the lands of, of Israel. Whoever thought that you could confess on behalf of other people's sins? Well, evidently we can, because otherwise Nehemiah would have been kind of goofy for doing it. Uh, similarly, Daniel as well. Uh, and I'm sure there's other places in the Bible that I, I haven't detected yet uh, that uh, show us the same thing. And so, and it's just kind of unfortunate that many of us don't take on those practices and apply them to our lives. I do. Um, I don't take anything for granted when I see an opportunity to take advantage of what Jesus said, uh, you know, and greater things than these will you do because I'm going unto the Father. Um, those greater things are now. Those greater things are now. Okay, so we should be, you know, doing those greater things. All right, now, do I believe that there's going to be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that is like nothing that the world has ever seen before and that people's, you know, uh, babies will be raised from the dead and limbs will grow out and some amazing things that are, you know, have been in prophecies, dreams, and visions over the years? Yes. Absolutely. But I also think that, you know, it's very uh, uh, incumbent upon us to read the scripture, identify opportunities to, to lean in and do more than what churchianity, churchianity would teach us. Okay, it's up to us. There's no, there's no place in the Bible that says that if you pray for more than this, you know, oftentimes you have people say just absolutely wacky things like, um, well, show me where that is in the Bible. Well, as soon as somebody says something like that to you, you just need to say, God bless you. Hey, you, you have a nice day. I pray that Jesus just blesses you abundantly, you and your family. And you walk away. You just entreat. You walk away and you bless them and you move on. Don't get into a debate with them about it. If they're stuck in the world of context, if they don't understand how to discern Scripture spiritually, it, you know, don't go there. Just don't go there. Um, you know, I, I don't like using the term casting your pearls before a swine, but there does come a point. Um, I, I just don't like the term swine. I'm sorry. I think it's too strong for a fellow brother or sister because we're supposed to show each other and the world who we are in Christ through our love for one another. And so I certainly wouldn't want to be... I, I I think that that scripture was probably targeting more or less uh, people that are really, really deeply in sin. Okay, and uh, you know, like walking into a bar and people are jeering at you, throwing hamburgers at you, and things like that because you got a Jesus shirt on. Well, that probably meets the uh, definition of you know not casting your pearls before swine. But anyway, um, but we do need to remember that when Jesus was being confronted by the Sanhedrin, he, he chose basically two things to do. He either A, did not answer, or B, said, you have said so. So, um, you know, when we get into a situation where uh, there's a little bit of back and forth, it's, it's always it's inevitably going to be a dynamic whereby Satan has or one of the demons of darkness have gotten a hold of that individual. And just like with Peter and Jesus, where Jesus looked at Peter and said, get thee behind me, Satan. You know, if that can happen to Peter, who was hand chosen by God in the flesh, I mean, First Timothy 3.16, then it could happen to any Christian. And God and, and the Satan will use 
that's his first choice. Satan's first choice to take you out out of the race, to cripple you, to cause you to have, um, you know, a busted heel. I'm sorry, a busted uh, ankle or whatever, uh, and take you out of the race or uh, discourage you to the point where, you know, you're like, what's the use? The number one way that that is accomplished is through uh, demonic manipulation of Christians because they're so misled. Uh, the vast majority of them are so misled. And so what happens is they're going to well, – well, the devil's going to use them to attack you. If you feel like you're unworthy, I get more emails about that subject than probably any other subject in the whole wide world. And it's very regular. I spend a lot of time talking people down out of trees and begging them not to join uh, YouTube-based prayer vigils. And goodness gracious knows what all is out there that, you know, and it's, uh, oh, man, I've heard testimonies. Thank you, Angela. God bless you for that testimony where, uh, you know, people were going, you know, to a particular, you know, church or gathering or whatever. And uh, that particular uh, church or whatnot uh, had some issues, so uh, a couple of people, you know, kind of branched off uh, from that church, started their own church, and then they became even more worse. I mean, next thing you know, you've got people just, you know, wagging their fingers at you, which never saves a soul, never corrects anybody properly. The scripture is very clear how we're supposed to be dealing with people. But anyway, when they're doing that, they're 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 in sin, they're treating people incorrectly. It is not how you know. If you look at Galatians six uh, verse one, we see very quickly how we are supposed to address somebody in the body that we think, um, you know, needs a little bit of maybe a behavioral adjustment or whatnot. Uh, and uh, so uh, if you go over and you take a look, and i got to move forward because we don't have an awful lot of time, but if you go into Galatians 6, uh, verse 1, uh, you see, brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, man or woman, you who are spiritual should restore such a one. In a spirit of gentleness. How about that? Huh? That's pretty powerful. It's gentleness. You don't call them out in a crowd. You don't humiliate them. You, 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 it's a very loving interaction, you know, and it's gentle, too, because you need to be humble. We all need to be humble because we might think we're right about something and we're just plumb not. We might feel passionately strong that we're right about something, and we might be flat out wrong. So we really need to watch our P's and Q's, because Scripture says, judge not that ye be judged. I don't want to be standing in line to get judged, especially in a negative way of any, you know, I think judgment is always negative. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is avoid it. If there is a behavior that you have been able to scripturally confirm, that puts you at some sort of godly risk, and you're still willing to go there, you got to screw loose, as far as I'm concerned, and you need to fix that problem. All right, hold on a second. All right, I had to clear my throat. Anyway, um, all right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. So yeah, we're we're we've come upon a time now where, um, you know, I start to pace the floor and go nuts, you know, kind of internally. I'm like going, oh man, oh man, oh man. Uh, when things aren't, you know, when when a Maui kind of a thing is happening, when, uh, you know, Jim Car- Caravel or whatever his name is, uh, I I, don't, I mess up the pronunciation of his name all the time. Um, you know, when those kinds of things are happening, you know, Sound of Freedom and all that. 
Um, when there's a, a great revealing, you know, an unlimited number of uh, people out. I mean, just it seems unlimited. It's like seems like it's like zillions of them ratting out all the things that are happening, um, you know, with the children and everything, um, which is awful. When that when that kind of stuff is going, and then when you have the you know the Trump indictments that are continuous, you see the uh, the whistleblowers coming forward and giving testimony of various types uh, in front of uh, you know the, the House of Representatives, and all these things are going on, and these dynamics are unfolding simultaneously, especially in parallel, alongside of all the false lies and oh my gosh, so many people are going to get cast in the lake of fire. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Do you think that there's a single news anchor, one even? that won't get cast in the lake of fire? Because my Bible says that liars will be cast into the lake of fire. <clears throat> anyway, I you know, what a horrible plight to become a Christian as, let's say that you become a journalist. <clears throat> you become a journalist, you get your journalism degree, and you want to, you know, you want to be the next Tucker Carlson, and you, and you have a good heart, and you're a Christian, and all that kind of stuff, and then you find yourself getting your first job, and then you have these people putting a teleprompter in front of you and telling you this is what you need to talk about, when you know it's not true. What happens? Does your four years of college get flushed down the toilet? Does your first opportunity is at WFLA TV Channel 8 in Tampa uh, go to heck in a handbasket? What happens to you? Do you lose everything? Do you have to pay off that $60,000 student loan? What do you do after that? Become a fry chef? Maybe serve chicken mick evil at at the at McDonald's. You know, I mean, I, please don't look, go out on and look for videos on what they how they create those things. There's so much nausea. I, folks, we don't we don't know how badly poisoned we've been. That's the truth. The uh, what I have noticed uh and I'm just going to leave it at this. I could go into it. I could rant about this for an hour, but the United States of America has been the prime target of Satan. Out of 195 major countries, 243 if you count the island nations, the United States is the, is the prime target, has been for Satan for the longest period of time, more so than any other country, I would submit. And you would say, why? Well, because per capita, we have more potentially dangerous Christians, if they would wake up. Um, uh, to the kingdom of darkness. And so Satan has to expend fantastic, I mean, absolutely, as the Bible says in, in Hebrews 12, uh, uh, verse 22, an innumerable number of demons, the innumerables used for the angels, innumerable company of angels, but an innumerable amount of demonic power to hold back Christians in the United States and to deceive them with things like, uh, you know, climbing up the seven mountains and, you know, loving and adoring pillow prophets and all that kind of stuff, because you don't want to hear the bad stuff. You can't handle it. You need to believe that that prophet or so-called prophet uh, met with Jesus in the back garden uh, yesterday, and Jesus told him that, uh, you know, the Starship Enterprise is going to beam uh, Donald Trump right into to the uh, Oval Office and everybody else is just going to get arrested and thrown into Guantanamo Bay. I mean, it's amazing how gullible, you know, uh, but that's, it's sad. It's amazing and it's sad. I mean, really, when you think about it, it's horribly sad. And the following of 
a lot of these folks, and, I, and again, I, I would never name names, but I'm just going to say the following of a lot of these folks is fantabulous. It's enormous because sheep don't want to hear bad news. Sheep don't want to hear no bad news. They want to, it, People are myopic. Most people don't realize that statistically speaking, the average American in Babylon the Great does not move further away from 50 miles from the place that they were born. That's a fact. Now, if that statistic has changed over the years, then I stand corrected. But um, last time, <clears throat> yeah, great. Voices seem to be going. Last time I checked into that, which was a long time ago, quite frankly, um, that was you know where it laid, was <clears throat> within 50 miles of where they were born. So if you were born in Hershey, Pennsylvania, uh, I believe I was born in Hershey Hospital, as to the best of my recollection. Um, then um, the, if that were to apply to me. Now, if somebody joins the military, that's going to change real fast. You know, there are dynamics where a person's job might call them into a different place or whatever the case is. That stuff does happen. And there is a certain per percentage of people that are highly motivated to get out of, you know, Allentown, Pennsylvania, because all the mills closed down or whatever. And they're highly motivated, and they make those changes. They re-educate themselves, and they go somewhere. Um, but as a general rule, people stay within 50 miles of where they were born. And I can tell you that for the most part, my, my, when I look at my family, that is the case. That is pretty much the case um, uh, up in Pennsylvania. The one exception to that rule is my sister Paula, who ended up marrying a guy who had a house. You know, he, he had his family and such out in uh, Pittsburgh, and he spent – you know, whatever, I'm not going to get into the family story there. But anyway, just su suffice it to say that he eventually put his foot down and she caved, went out to Pittsburgh to live with him and has been pleading with him over the last 20 years for him to move back into the Harrisburg area so she could be around her plentiful family and he would, you know, placate her with empty promises. And then I knew he never would. Uh, and sure enough, here she's going to be 80 in October and, uh, you know, he didn't. And I knew that. Um, but I didn't, I didn't want to hurt her feelings and, t and say that to her. But anyway, um, but the sheep don't like to hear bad news. That's simple as that. They want to hear good news. And since everybody tends to be very myop myopic, you know, very self-focused, focused on the little world that they live in, focused on their job, focused on their house, focused on the world that's around them right now, their church, if they're going to one, and all the people that are around them, whatever, that's it. They they don't you know they hear things that are happening they hear a little bit of stuff on the news or whatever the case is but they're oblivious to what's going on in the Ukraine they're oblivious to what's going on in France they have no idea what's happening in Somalia they could care less about what's going on in Niger and they certainly don't know that that's how it's pronounced and they don't even know where what what continent it's on okay Americans are generally completely ignorant of all things that have to do with world affairs okay they believe whatever is told to the by the talking heads the lying talking heads oftentimes. CIA operatives or shape-shifting reptilians or both, okay, on the talking head news, all right? And um, so anyway, it, it's kind of a bad situation. Satan has, um, I mean, I hate to say this, but he's done a fabulous job holding down what could have been a really fearsome force of very dangerous Christians if they had broken away from churchianity and bumping collection plates and listening to happy-go-lucky pastors jumping around and telling everybody how wonderful and good Jesus is without ever, put, ever putting the never, negative battery on, of the terminal on, you know, onto the battery. The Holy Spirit 
uh, power does not flow without the negative terminal of the battery. We need a little bit of Hellfire to keep us motivated. Any of us who haven't listened to 23 Minutes in Hell by um, uh, um, uh, Weiss, W-E-I-S-S, um, what is his first name? Um, Bill Weiss. Um, if you haven't listened to that, you need to listen to it. You really do. Uh, you know, I, I could only listen to it once, I'll be quite frank, um, you know, forthcoming, because um, <clears throat> it's too horrible. It's one of the most scary things I've ever heard in my life. So I can only deal with some of that stuff, you know, a little bit, you know, because it'll keep me up at nine and I'll start to pitch and turn. And the devil will take advantage of that, by the way. So it is something good to hear at least one time. But you've got to be careful. You really do, because we're supposed to keep our minds stayed on things above and not on things of this world, Colossians 3, 2. Okay, these, this is very, very important for us, because if we're not in continuous praise, prayer, you know, and full of joy of the Lord and all that kind of stuff, fighting, fighting, fighting the doom and gloom and all that other stuff, we need to be aware of the doom and gloom. We need to be looking at it as a barometer for when Jesus is coming, for, you know, if, 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 you know, if, if, if the uh, believer knew when the thief was going to come, he would have watched, right? And while we know that we're in that season we know that the buds have turned green you can call it like i like how zen refers to you know fig tree generation we're there we're there and we also know that that we're you know right after that it says in luke 21 36 it says uh, pray always to be found worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before the son of man and i really believe with all of my heart that the word all is seriously all I don't think it's some kind of a wacky metaphor. It took me a long time. I used to think to myself when I would read that, wow, how does that apply to the 1616 Christians that thought the Great Tribulation? What about the 1836, you know, um, uh, you know, L.N.G. White folks, so the Seventh-day Adventists, you know, the original uh, group there? I mean, you know, there were a lot of people, but we ha it's a different time that we live in right now. We, we can see, hear, and know uh, – if we do a little bit of homework and use a little bit of critical thinking skills, uh, you know, and we're not terribly gullible, we should be able to, with some level of certainty, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being absolutely certain, uh, you should be able to hit a 6 or a 7 on most things if you learn how to not just, you know, believe every headline that you see. You have to know which websites that you don't want to go to because they're going to mislead you. I'm not going to say them because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings because might be one of your favorite websites. I get it. I'm not going there. Boy, but I have a list. <clears throat> but it took me 12 years to put the list together. Anyway, um, so it is a very exciting time to be alive. It is very exciting that many of us are going through refiner's fire. Um, and, uh, and we are, I believe with all of my heart, in uh, the sorrows period. In fact, um, if you go to wingsofprophecy.com, I'm going there right now, and I believe, oh, goodness gracious, it, it, okay, that, that's not what I wanted. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, here we go. All right, let me see if this is it. Scanning as you walk into helper. Troubles, grant, peace, understanding. Okay, hold on a second. Nope, your integrity. Judgment of the nations. No, that's not it. One of these, okay, so I guess she pumped out a, several more, and that means that I've lost track of the one that I wanted to see. But there was one very recently from Wings of Prophecy from Glenda Linkus that uh, had said that we are in the sorrows period. So when I click on the, um, yeah, yeah, so stay the course. Um, praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, no, no, not seeing it. 
I'm not going to waste my time looking for it. All right, but I will share with you that it was there, um, uh, and uh, just because I'm not spotting it, it does, it's irrelevant. I don't have time to go dorking around either. I collect it and put it in the show notes, and I do it in the nick of time, or else i got to move on. I don't have a choice. Um, there's only so much time, and, you know, a lot of people think things different about me than are real. A lot of people think things are very different about me that, and they don't understand. And I understand that you wouldn't understand. I get it. I mean, how could you know? How do you know what who Zen Garcia is? How do you know what his house looks like? You know, how, same thing with Joy Jeffries View. Um, you know, how do you know any of these things? I've been to Zen's house. You know, um, now Zen hasn't been to my house, but I've been to Zen's house. I had a great meal there, and it was just absolutely awesome fellowship. Um, you know, you don't know who I am. I mean, all you know is this voice that is talking to you over the radio. But in reality, I just I'm just some guy. You know, I'm, I'm nobody special. I'm not some, you know, well-known, you know, I'm not Harold Camping. I haven't been on family radio for like five billion years. Okay, I did exaggerate a little bit there, but you know what I'm talking about. You know, I'm very transparent, very transparent. Praise God. And that's how I think people should be. I, I like to refer to this program as applied as applied Christianity, because you don't get that in the church, ever. What you get is people who are very, very well-practiced at hiding their feelings, Always seeming like they got it together and everything's wonderful, but you get no real counsel. You get no real true fellowship. You get nobody out there that wants to hear your your woes, your problems, your struggles, pray with you, you know, share with you the, the ugly stuff that they're going through because that's where we learn. That's where we learn how to walk the walk and not just talk the talk. And we got a lot of talkers, but we don't have a lot of walkers, praise God. And you got to break free of churchianity and start to make that walk a real thing in your life. And if you're stuck in a pew somewhere, you're not going to do that. Now, some people might, but as a general rule, when you look at the report cards of the seven churches in Revelation 2 and 3, they ain't coming out real good. Jesus points out that a few, a little bit, and I, I've uh, noticed, uh, I, you know, over the years, I've picked up on a few uh, prophecies and visions. One of them was from Dr. David O'Rourke, who said that he only saw about 2% getting raptured when he was doing a particular um, revival. Yeah. Only 2% got raptured out of tens of thousands of people in the audience. Imagine that. That's a pretty high bar. So anyway, we all need to be really, really digging in right now because we want to be that pure bride that Jesus is looking for and bear fruit. And the best way that every one of us can bear fruit is to seed into the kingdom, be incredibly generous, be incredibly loving, be kind, uh, touch people's lives, and pray fervently for our fellow brothers and sisters, uh, you know, us on the program, uh, you know, you and, and the various listeners of the show, like I do for you, and I do. I do. When I say things, I'm afraid, I fear God. I would never say something like, uh, you know, I will pray a tenfold blessing and anointing and divine protection over your job if you even so much as mention me by name to the Lord in prayer. When I say that, I mean it. Because if I don't, I'm a liar. And then what happens to me? I get cast into the lake of fire. Homie ain't going there. Homie ain't going to no lake of fire. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so, and I pray in Jesus' name that you aren't either. I don't think that any of us will. I believe that the regular listeners of this program, with all of my heart, are definitely contenders, and certainly probably in the, in, you know, pretty far up. Now, remember the story of the tortoise and the hare. 
Slow and easy wins the race. You know, you don't want to be like stepping on little old ladies' heads and punching people in the face on the way to try to, you know, get the blue ribbon or whatever. You know, no. Slow and easy. Pace yourself. You know, I have to pace myself more when I'm, you know, because I'm getting older. You know, I got health issues that I never had before. I don't even know how to deal with them. Now, I had my brother-in-law barking at me, you know, oh, you need to go in and get medication for high blood sugar and all this other stuff. And I'm like, no. He's like, yes, you do. No. Yes, you do. No. Because I'll just control it with incredible discipline. Simple as that. I'll keep. I'll stay on Atkins Phase One. I'll eat meat, cheese, eggs, and fish, um, and I'll monitor it with my Fitness Pal and my and my Fitbit. I'm going in to see the surgeon tomorrow, and I hopefully he gives me a clean bill of health and says, you know, I'm, I gotta, you know, I'm going to be very open and honest with him, uh, you know. And if he gives me the the, you know, says, hey, you're totally cool, and you can go ahead and, um, you know, because I want to keep the the lines of communication open with him, because he did tell me that my meniscus surgery didn't go very well. So, so this um, super duper diet that I'm on right now to get everything back, you know, all my uh, everything back in order, everything 100 um, percent, is paramount. It's absolutely paramount because now I have this knee thing. I got to get my weight off. I got to get all the pandemic. I call it the pandemic 30. <clears throat> Anybody that's got the pandemic 30, if you got a knee problem, you got to get rid of it. Got to get rid of the pandemic 30. Have to. Not. A, it's not optional. And if you don't have the willpower to do it, wow, that's a that's a that's a that's a bad thing. It really is a bad thing because what'll happen is your life will deteriorate. It'll become horrible over time. You don't want that to happen. Nobody wants to live, you know, walking around in a walker when they're in their seventies with oxygen and stuff like that or gaining three hundred pounds or whatever. Trust me, folks, I, I know about these things. I watched my mom die from diabetes type one. When somebody tells me that my blood sugar is elevated, let me tell you something. There is nothing more motivating than that. There isn't a 357 Magnum loaded and pointed at my forehead that could possibly motivate me more than that because I watched my mom deteriorate, die, get every single possible thing, every major organ in her body failed. I mean, it was just absolutely horrible. She was in miserable shape. I would have been here. I'm not going to go into it. That's a very long testimony, praise God. But anyway, thank you, Jesus. And she was cured from it, too. But she looked at me, and she said one day, she said, I, you know, we, my dad paid a bunch of money, sent her away. She had severe type 1 diabetes, which was brought on by eating an excessive amount of chocolate because she was a chocolate bar wrapper at Hershey, uh, at the Hershey Chocolate Factory. They used to do wrap all chocolate by hand. But the rule was, that if a, if a chocolate bar broke, uh, they could take it home and eat it. So they would, all these girls, all these ladies would go home with these big bags of broken chocolate bars. Well, my mom was very fond of chocolate. So she gained weight and promptly uh, measured up around 400 pounds. Uh, she induced um, type 1 diabetes upon herself, unfortunately, as a result. Now, all that being said, back in the 80s, they didn't have the medical stuff that they have today, the treatments, et cetera. Um, but, but um, she, my dad sent her away to a facility for a long time. I think it was like almost two months she was gone. When she came back, she was like 250 pounds lighter. She was actually pretty, pretty thin, not real thin, but, you know, looked good. Um, and she had already taken a lot of the weight off by then. Um, but anyway, she was like, you know, looking good. 
and she was cured of type 1 diabetes, completely cured. There was no sign of diabetes. A1C was absolutely perfect. All Everything was totally cool. Yahoo, Yahoo whoop-de-doo, she could have lived to be 150. Uh, well, you know, okay, let's be realistic. Okay, we'll say 100. But anyway, the point is, it is curable, but it requires unbelievable discipline. And my mom, I remember it, before, this is right before I went into the Navy. I was still a teenager, probably around 17 years old or so. She looked at, I remember I was sitting in, in, in the living room, and she literally looked over at me. And we were living at 25 Elm Street, Hummelstown, PA. It's about 2.5 miles from north of the square of Hummelstown. And I remember she looked right at me, and she said, Johnny, you know, I can't live this way. I don't have the discipline to live the rest of my life eating like this. I just can't. I can't do it. And so then from that point forward, she always had some peanut M&Ms tucked beside her on, uh, uh, on the recliner, and she would eat whatever she well wanted to eat. And that's how she, she just said, that's, I cannot live my life this way. Food is too important to me. And uh, as a result, I, I, I remember vividly her um, with the recliner uh, pulled up within one foot of the boob tube. That was back when TVs were actually cathode ray tubes. Um, and uh, it was within one foot of it because she couldn't see Jim Baker on the PTL club. And, I mean, you know, you talk about all the side effects, going blind, you know, you got the going blind thing, you got the feet swelling and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and oh, my gosh, there's so many things and the heart disease and all that. So, anyway, uh, uh, I don't know how I got on this ramp. But, anyway, kids, are you ready? Uh, but I did want to, before we go to, kids, are you ready? Come on. All right. But I did want to, I did want to go on, since we have a little bit of time and I want to get these all this information out, I did want to point out that right now it feels like a little bit of a lull is taking place. But I can assure you, the forces of darkness, it's not a lull. They're still moving ahead at light speed. Absolutely. Whether or not we have visibility into the fact that they're moving ahead at light speed is irrelevant. That really is irrelevant. Now, does it make us face the floor? Does it make us go, oh, no, oh, no, kind of thing? It does me. It does me. Okay, I really, really want to get out of here. I think you do, too. And I really think leaning on our prayers, being aware of the things that are happening around the world, understanding the imminent threat that's coming, praying always to be found worthy, to escape all these things, turning over any of your behaviors, asking the Father to help you, asking Jesus to help you, praying like the, the, persistent, widow on, the persistent widow in Luke 18, and bugging the Father, 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 bugging the Father over and over and over. But then getting up the next day and raising your hands in praise and saying, thank you, Father, for taking away that behavior. Thank you, Father, for taking away that feeling that I get every time somebody says blank to me. Thank you, Father, for changing me in a way that I will be pure and holy without a blemish or spot or wrinkle or any such thing. And please, Father, find me worthy. Please, Lord Jesus, find me worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before the Son of Man. Hallelujah. At the wedding supper. I want every single listener of this program to be in the beginning of the line. Praise God. All right. So anyway, that's what I think. I know the thoughts that I think about you, not thoughts of evil, thoughts of good, to bring it to you, the wake supper. Hallelujah. All right. Praise God. All right. And on that note, kids, let's go ahead and move into that, and then we'll move into the, head, the, the headlines, which are relatively 
relatively plentiful and uh, brace ourselves for some of the things we're going to hear tonight if you haven't already heard them. Praise God. Kids? All right, kids, what is a duck's favorite snack? What is a duck's favorite snack? Quackers. <laughs> come on, kids, that's pretty good, huh? Kids, come on. Spanky. 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 Man, I've had a rough week. I've had a rough week, and I'm going to have a worse week next week. No, I'm going to take that back. I rebuke that statement in the name of Jesus, and with the power of the life and death and the power of the tongue, I'm going to have a great week next week. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Right, kids? You agree with that? All right. Speak the glory of God into your life. Hallelujah. And receive it because you should. All right, praise God. I will say that every indicator is the otherwise, but I'm not going to accept it. Hallelujah. All right, next one, kids. Why did Sally put her bicycle to bed early? It was too tired. (laughs) It was a too tired bike, right? (laughs) All right, that works for me, too. I kind of like that one. Okay, kids. What kind of phones do turtles use? What kind of phones do turtles use? Cellular phones. <laughs> Come on, kids. Cellular phones is turtles, turtle phones. Yeah. Right. Spanky, what is on that note? Show me that note. Oh, hey, that's... Double ice, double dips of ice cream for Spanky. All right, coaching the kids to cheer. That's very nice of you, my friend. God bless you. All right, everybody's cheering for Spanky now. All right, praise Jesus, hallelujah. All right, um, so let's go ahead and move on to the rest of the program, and then we will bring on Dr. Joy Jeffries Pugh and Brother Zen Garcia will also be joining us tonight. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. What? Not normal. This is disturbing. (laughs) Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. So, uh, I have to get myself, uh, uh, it's, uh, there's a, uh, I signed up for, there's a really, really great sci-fi uh, series on Apple TV Plus, and I said, you know what, for six ninety nine a month, that is a series I have to watch. And I did, I was, I started to watch a couple of episodes today, and let me tell you, and I want to shout out in case, you know, an unlikely possible, you know, event that maybe Tatiana is actually listening, but I uh, shout out to her and, to, and a special word of thanks for hooking me up. She, knew, her and I are both totally into the whole sci-fi thing and we feel 100% the same about the alien dynamic and what's going to be happening on the earth. I think Zen also has total synchronicity. Um, You know, again, people do change their minds and stuff and their viewpoints over the years. I certainly did. But I wanted to share this with you because I think this is really, really neat. 
So anyway, a shout out to Brother Jim. Um, thank you, Jim, and also your uh, your kind and uh, lovely wife, uh, you know, Debbie. Uh, and I praise God for your fellowship and your kindness and your prayers. Uh, but uh, Brother Jim has been keeping his eyes on the FAA cameras uh, up in Larson Bay, and lo and behold, what did he discover? Well, it turns out that he spots – now, it's not one of those classic two-sun deals where you see – a planet, essentially, what looks like a planet going by. Those are pretty common. What he spotted was it looks extremely like the David Doetry uh, copper ball, uh, you know, alien Death Star object in the sky. And it's just kind of like cruising by the earth. So um, uh, if you want to see it, just go to tribulation-now.org. Again, tribulation-now.org. And uh, take a look. I, I put it up in an article because I wanted people to be able to take a look at it. I also put a link in there to the David Doetry, um, uh, you know, um, vision of the rapture. Okay, praise God. And we've covered that on radio shows before, and I feel... 100% sure. I mean, you know, could I be wrong? First Corinthians 8, 2. If anyone thinks they know anything, they know nothing yet as they ought to know. Does our Father change his mind? Oh, not only yes, but holy moly, yes. Okay, the re- word relent is all over the New King James and, uh, you know, all over the Amplified Bible. Unfortunately, the King James messes it up. But anyway, um, then, uh, so anyway, I, I want, why don't you be able to actually look at it with your own eyes? Because, uh, you know, I, I know what I feel in my heart. I know why I feel the ways that, way that I feel. And um, it's experiential. My life is just one big testimony. Um, it doesn't mean it, you know, it didn't happen to you. So, that then, you know, you might say, well, it didn't happen to me, so why should I believe you? And I understand that. I understand that, and um, I'm not saying I'm not trying to force anything. You know, you can take, a, you could lead a horse to water, but you can't kick it in the hiney cheek uh, and make a drink. You can't. I can beg people to unblue in the face, begging them, please do not join prayer vigils on YouTube. Please do not join electronic. You know, don't join these groups because they're you're gonna get attacked. You're gonna get attacked. And it even happens with normal normal building churches. Just ask Angela. I'm not gonna mention her last name, but God bless her for her testimony. Um, and she got to the point where, you know, she was really getting scared because, you know, when when Satan uses Christians to say things that are untrue and to misinterpret the Bible and to wag their finger, rah, 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 you're not going to do this and you're not going to, you're not going to make it in heaven. You're not going to do because you don't believe like we do. And there, man, let me tell you something. If I had a dime for every Christian that was like that, I would be the most wealthy man in the world. I mean, Berkshire Hathaway, I would have bought it three times over again. Donald Trump be calling me for a loan right now. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I want to get you uh, out this information. This is very significant, uh, you know, for the, you know, days ahead. And in this case, I'm scrolling in real far because I want to be able to read this to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And here we go. This evidently was published on the World Economic Forum, and um, this is what it says. I'm going to simply read this to you. And by the way, this is flying all over social media, and people are – by the way, this was also predicted by Alex Jones um, long before this was published on the World Economic Forum's website. It says, and I quote, Pandemic Timeline Projection, A Global Outlook, September 13th of 2023. 
the outbreak unfolds. A new pandemic, pandemic or pandemic two, with a mutated with mutated variants of an existing virus emerging simultaneously in Europe, Asia, and North America. Initial cases are misidentified as the common seasonal illness due to their similarities, causing a critical delay in public health response. Italy becomes note that by the way, take note of that. A delay in health response. Please make a note of that. Okay. So all this could be unfolding on September the 13th, but if there's going to be a critical delay in public health response, that means it's going to be very, very slow. Boiling frogs. People aren't going to notice it. They're just going to make little comments. Oh, no, this college and that college and now my doctor's office, and I can't go and get a steak at Longhorn Steakhouse without wearing it. And it's going to be real slow. It's going to creep up, and all of a sudden, bum, 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 and the White House is going to come out and, like, you know. Anyway, so it goes. Then it says, Italy becomes the epicenter of the outbreak in Europe, reporting over 20,000 cases by the end of the month, overwhelming local hospitals. How would they know that? Because it's going to be orchestrated. It'll be full of lies like the last one. It doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. I lost a lot of people to that. We know a lot of people. What about, you know, Douglas Riggs? Okay, I mean, uh, um, uh, the list just goes on. It's, just, it's heartbreaking. Spain detects the first cases of the mutated virus in major cities, le- uh, leading to concerns about its heightened transmissibility. Oh, no! The virus's rapid spread sparks panic buying. Oh, my. Shortages of medical supplies. No, you say. And confusion amongst the governments about how to handle the situation. Oh, we can't have that. Because certainly we've got to turn our attention to the World Health Organization that's owned by Satan. Then it goes on to say, reports of unusual symptoms, including respiratory distress and neurological complications, raise alarm amongst uh, medical professionals. I think the neurological complications mean that their heads spin around and around and they vomit pizu. I don't know what happened. But anyway, uh, and it goes on. It says, by January 22nd, 2024, escalation and global concerns. How interesting that this happens to be after the new year on an election year. No, it, it's, no, you, no, it can't be another pandemic, can it? Hospitalization surge globally, overwhelming medical facilities and exhausting health care workers. Mutated virus variants exhibit mortality rate of 2 to 4%, reaching a harrowing 7.3% in the United Kingdom and the United States. 7.3% die. Really? Yeah, because you're jamming a respirator down their throat, because you're all scared, you doctors out there, because you might lose your medical license. Heaven forbid that you would do one single thing without the permission of an evil, satanic shapeshifter like Fauci. And it goes on to say, uh, concerns heighten over the virus, exponential spread, blah, 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 blah. I don't even want to read the rest of it. But at least you know. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. The next one up is this. Okay. And I'm going to bring it up and you can listen to it for yourself. Here we go. This is Alex Jones making a commentary in regard to it. All right. Here we go. The White House just announced a return to all the COVID tyranny, confirming InfoWars whistleblower. It is now official. President Biden tested negative last night for COVID-19 and tested negative again today. He's not experiencing any symptoms. 
As far as the steps he is taking, since the president was with the first lady yesterday, he will be masking while indoors and around people in alignment with CDC guidance. And he, as, as has been the practice in the past, the president will remove his mask when sufficiently distanced from others indoors and while outside as well. Well, unfortunately, we've been proven right again and in just two weeks. The White House press secretary just announced that Biden is going back to the, quote, standard COVID protocols, all the tyranny we've just seen in the last three and a half years, again, starting now. Since the president was with the first lady yesterday, he will be masking while indoors and around people in alignment with CDC guidance. And he, as, as has been the practice in the past. Did you catch that? Oh, we're not going back to the COVID protocols. No, no. We're just going back to the way it's always been. As has been the practice in the past. If there's one case at a rock concert, it's shut down. One case at a college, it's closed. One case at a hospital, it's closed. I mean, your family can't come visit your loved ones. Well, they kill them. Ladies and gentlemen, our high-level TSA whistleblower over two weeks ago told us this was coming. I checked with other feds. They said, yeah, we were just told it's coming back by mid-September and that the new shot will be available. It was over a week after I broke that that the White House press secretary came out and said, yeah, September 15th, we have the new shot. FDA and CDC, uh, they've made an announcement on the new vaccine. Uh, so certainly uh, they said that they will have an, there'll be an updated vaccine September, mid-September, I believe. So, uh, so Metallica's canceling concerts and colleges are demanding you have to have a shot to be there. And the new, quote, booster's not even out yet. So they're clearly trying this again, but they didn't want opposition to form up front. So they said a few weeks ago, oh, no, Alex Jones is wrong. The TSA, the White House, oh, no, no, no. Nobody's planning to bring stuff back. And then today, the White House press secretary says, well, of course, it's no big deal. It's what we've always done. So all the lies, all the masks, all the testing, all the pushing the shots, all the vaccine passports, she's like, hey, we're just going back the way it always was. All right, praise God. I find that incredibly annoying. Because I, I don't think I would have paid for the plane tickets and the rental car up front like that for me and my daughter. Oh, well, we'll have to wait and see how it goes. It may be the last time I get to see my, my sisters because my one sister's turning 80 next month and my uh, other sister's like, no more than two years behind her. Probably be the last time I see them. All right, praise God. So I'll just deal with my um, unmask. Okay, praise God. That's what you got to get the unmask ultra because you can breathe really easy with it. All right, pray, but I still hate it. Ugh. Okay, so um, uh, also flying all over the internet on social media, people have managed to get a hold of. Um, a requisition, uh, probably from because it has to be federally published, of 20 million pediatric COVID-19 vaccines worth over $1.8 billion. So um, someone went out and was scrolling around and searching around about uh, the federal, um, you know, um, where they do their contract uh, bidding, and, um, and they found it. You know, pediatric COVID-19 vaccines and are trying to purchase them in advance. Isn't it fascinating that the um, 
<clears throat> excuse me, I, I just got the hiccups and a terrible case of uh, indigestion, but I'll get over it. But anyway, matter of fact, hold on a second. Yeah, let me. I'm going to go ahead and proactively take a Pepsi AC here. Otherwise, I'll probably be really struggling with finishing the last part of the show. Hold on a second. Here we go. All right. All right. Anyway, so they they are they're getting, they're purchasing, and this is what's important. Pediatric. Okay, remember the Sears tabletop exercise that happened like last year, complete with Bill Gates and all the other Satanists on it and all that. Johns Hopkins University. I, I just wish that that God would burn that place to the ground. That's where the do weapons need to point. Uh, I just, it's just so sickening. But anyway, um, but that's all right. It's not for us. It's not for us. We are citizens of heaven. We are sojourners. We do not belong here. We're going to be leaving soon. All right, so anyway, this here is another audio bite uh, by Chris Sky. Praise God. All right, and um, and uh, it's it's very telling. So here we go. Let's bring this up. I am so tired of being right with evil shit. So a couple weeks back, I was in Las Vegas, Reawakening America tour. I got a call after hours to meet a journalist at a hotel. Met them, put me on a video call with their father, a man with over 25 years, Ph.D., mechanical engineering, who had created a 193-page document, peer-reviewed and vetted by multiple industry professionals, that proved that the government was using a weaponized aerosol viral delivery system, strategically installed in HVAC systems in target buildings, to create viral outbreaks in strategic locations to push the pandemic. When he brought this information to the courts, He was subsequently arrested. His two daughters were kidnapped, sex trafficked, raped, one still missing, one okay for the time being. And he got in touch with me because he said they are going to do it again. They are planning to do it again, and they want to do it in schools. And that rung a bell with me because I tried to warn everybody that just like Bill Gates said, in pandemic part two, they're going to go after the children first because they know no one's going to want to put the mask on and go back with mandates. But if all of a sudden all these kids start going in the hospitals, they think people will comply. And right on cue, all these schools, over 100 schools with the potential of 1,500 closing in Great Britain due to so-called concrete issues because, you know, They only use that concrete in the schools, no other building. It was special school-only concrete, which is why they have to close these schools. And now in the United States, all these schools in so many states are closing for so-called heat. You know, the heat was in a 90 degrees. Oh, 90 degrees. We better close everything down for a few days. So we have hundreds of schools closing in the U.K., hundreds of schools closing in the U.S.A., On the backs of Bill Gates saying they're going to come after the kids, a mechanical engineer giving 193-page documents saying they're going to do viral outbreaks in schools using weaponized viral delivery systems, and me trying to warn everybody that they're going to restart the pandemic, restart the mandates, and they want to use the kids as a way to scare you to do it. So if your kid's school closed down, I would not send your your kids to school for the next little while. That's just me. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your worldwide warning from your friend in the neighborhood, Chris Sky. All right. Well, that's pretty not good news. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So next up is 
Um, another uh, warning from Alex Jones, and boy, has he been hitting the ball out of the park lately. Oh, my goodness gracious. I mean, wow. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to this. I don't even know if I listened to this already, so I have no idea what he's going to say. But it says that there, there's a that the evil ones are going to use a nano attack strategy against us. When the Pentagon was approached by Bill Gates and the EcoHealth Alliance, they wanted to release protein crystals in China, and the Pentagon said, here's one telegraph, that's a bio-attack. That could lead to nuclear war. We're not going to do that. Well, that now takes us to Dr. Giordano, who's the head neuroscientist at Georgetown at the top Pentagon Air Force DARPA meeting. Some ongoing studies with our colleagues in the medical branches of NATO have in fact shown that the use of nanoparticulate matter in a scatter arrangement can be used to incur what looks to be broad-scale epidemiological stroke epidemics. So what we're able to do here is infiltrate the brain space with nanoparticulate matter that aggregates in situ, on site in the brain. And there's one of two things, either penetrates from the vascular space, gets in through the bloodstream, gets in through the nose, through the mucosa, or infiltrates the vascular space and clogs it. What is the result? What's called a nanoparticulate stroke or a hemorrhagic diathesis, fancy word, for it's a predisposition to individuals having brain bleeds. Demonstrated? Oh, absolutely. We're able to show animal models of same, and the Italian group has done a fair amount of work demonstrating that nanoparticulate matter can be highly disruptive, not only of brain vascularity, but brain function. You may not necessarily incur a stroke, but you're going to begin to disrupt the network properties of the brain and as a result, engage something more of a long war's effect through the use of these types of matters where you now begin to influence the population in increasingly concentric circles of expansion. Oh, did you hear next month the new COVID variant vaccine's ready? It's a new nasal spray. You just talked about nasally, which gives you a thing that grows protein crystals and you spread. Isn't that loving and liberal? All right. Well, anyway, we'll go ahead and stop it at that mark so we can continue to march through the rest of these because, uh, oh, boy. So anyway, pray always. If you, if you take my advice, I know that I talk fast. I do. I do. But if you take my advice and you seek the Lord, and I mean get on your knees, dagnabbit, get on your knees, anoint yourself with holy oil, get oil, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We do these things on the prayer vigil on Friday nights. If you are not doing these things, then don't point the finger at me. Folks, I don't want to be the purveyor of scary, scary stuff, but is this stuff not scary enough? Does anybody want to be here? I would submit the answer is no. And if that be the case, please pray as hard as you can to identify the behaviors, anything that you feel a twinge about that you don't, you know, whatever, and beg our Father for help. Just lean in in your prayer and beg. The Bible calls it to beseech. And Lay it at the foot of the cross and praise him every day for delivering you from that problem, whatever it is. And if it's if it's an addiction to something, you need to take matters into your own hand. If you're addicted to cigarettes, go get yourself some of those clear patches at Walgreens or whatever local store. If you're in Australia or wherever you are, get off the dagnabbit cigarettes because you're not going to make the barley harvest if you're smoking. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 17 says that if anybody destroys, intentionally destroys and harms the uh, the body – 
um, that God will destroy them, which temple ye are, it says. Okay, and a lot of people, that just blows right over their head. But we're not allowed to damage, intentionally damage our bodies. Now, it's one thing to do it out of ignorance. <clears throat> I mean, I, I cast lots years ago and asked the Lord, if I do this and this and this, including quitting smoking, will I make the rapture? And I tossed open a big Roger's thesaurus, <clears throat> and it said that I would. And I was that was it for me. At that point, I went straight over to the Walgreens, I got the patches, and I did the whole program. And I got off them. I had one slip up and then um, got right back on the, you know, quit, and then that was it. I had one really bad day. I slipped up for a little bit. I only smoked a couple, and then I got rid of them. I was like, tore them up and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, please, please, please don't miss the barley harvest. You, the opportunity is right in front of you. It's on a golden platter right in front of you. Don't let the devil or any other so-called Christian, the ones that are under the control of Satan, they're, they're everywhere, especially on social media. But they're in the churches. They're everywhere. As soon as a Christian starts telling you that you're naughty, naughty, or you're not going to make it, whatever, that is the devil talking through their lips. Because a proper, loving Christian would never do that. That's the fastest way to determine whether or not somebody who claims to be a Christian is actually behaving like one. When they start to say stuff and act like they are somehow more special than you and they got special information and they're telling you that you're not going to make it because you're not wearing, a, you're not doing this or you're not doing that or whatever the case is, please run for your life because it really does come down to your life. And it also comes down to where you land in eternity and how much you have to, might have to suffer on the earth. None of us want to suffer more. Please hear me. Please listen. If I can do it, you can do it. Believe me. Believe me. If I can do it, you can do it. And I know that you can. So just do it. And pray your heart out because the Lord will help you. And never stop praying. And keep on praising. Praise, praise, praise. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you when you wake up in the morning. I thank you for taking away that desire. I thank you, Father God, for doing it. You've got to praise your way through it. You've got to pray your way through it. But you've got to get, it, get rid of it. Get it get cleaned up. Get it cleaned up. No maybes, no ifs, ands, or buts, none of that stuff. Get cleaned up. Let's be Ephesians 5.27, for Jesus is coming for a glorious church, the bride, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she should be holy and without blemish. And then pray fervently with tears in your eyes. I mean, just think about all these things that I'm sharing with you. Do you want to be subject to that? No, of course, none of us do. I don't play these things because I have some morbid, uh, you know, masochistic joy out of playing negative stuff. That's not why I do it. I do it because these things are reality, and it should be highly motivational for us. We are blessed, powerfully blessed. Do you know how few Christians in the world have any idea these things are happening? There's supposedly two billion professed Christians in the world. Now, of course, that includes the Catholic Church, which you could argue strongly that that's not inclusive, or at least very few of them are inclusive. But the point is this. Hardly anybody gets it. Hardly anybody. 
We are very blessed to know this now and to have the time at our, you know, however long that time is. I have no idea, but it seems like it's like really, really short. Um, And, you know, what a blessing. Don't believe anyone who suggests that you're not worthy. Don't believe anyone that suggests that you'll never make it. That is Satan talking. It is absolutely Satan talking. And the more of a Christian they claim to be, the more you know it's Satan. Believe me. If I had a dime, if I had a nickel... For everybody that I had to block that attacked me as a Christian and told me I was this and that and the other thing, no, it's not how Christians operate. Anyway, please, all of us need to be there standing before Jesus at the wedding supper. No excuses. Thank you, Jesus. Don't make me go drill sergeant on you. Hallelujah. I'll turn, I'll turn, uh, uh, you know, uh, not Lester Summerall. I always, oh, Leonard Ravenhill. I'll go Leonard Ravenhill on you. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Let's listen to this lady's testimony. This is most disturbing, but it's actually happening. Warning. If it's happening in Toronto, warning. It's probably happening in your town, too. So listen close. The police don't want you to know this, so please share and duet this as much as possible. Um, a mother and a daughter went to Von Mills to go shopping. The daughter had to go to the bathroom, so the mother sat outside the washroom while the daughter went. About 20 minutes um, while the mother was waiting, um, the mother started to worry, and so she got up and she went looking. And this time, nobody had come in and out of the bathroom. So she went in, and that's when she saw a wheelchair in front of one of the stalls. So she started looking under all the stalls, and that's when she found her daughter's feet shoes, as well as a stranger's shoes in the same stall. So she pushed open the door to find the guy sprint right past her, and her daughter was unconscious with her head shaved. Um, this is not just at Vaughn Mills. This happened at Vaughn Mills, but it's not just happened at Vaughn Mills. It's also happening at Yorkdale. There's over 60 cases so far, but the police have not gone to the media with this. So it's up to us to spread the awareness as much as possible. Um, This is the newest way to kidnap people. And it's not just women and children, it's men too. Um, They wait for you to not be alert and they come up behind you, inject you in the neck with something that puts you to sleep. And then they shave your head, throw you in a wheelchair and cart you right out under the cameras and under security's noses. And And nobody does anything because they think that you're just not well. They think that you're just disabled um so nobody bats an eye about it all right warning all right praise god thank you jesus hallelujah all right next one up is from redacted and um this is about um sex slave prison camps at walmart let's take a listen to this now this is kind of a long one um i'm not going to be able to play the whole thing i'd kind of like to but i don't have the time tonight uh otherwise we'll we'll just run out of time and there's a lot of other news that needs to come out but i want you to get the gist of this this is pretty not good all right praise god thank you jesus here we go is the largest trafficker of children in the world. Well, the United States is the largest trafficker of children in the world. Children that are illegally kidnapped, brought across the U.S.-Mexico border, are then sold off to mostly wealthy Americans, used as 
sex slaves, and worse, if you can imagine, worse than that. It's happening, and the corporate media, of course, is largely ignoring the story for whatever reason. They refuse to touch the story, and when they do, they briefly touch it, and then it disappears. You can't find links on their website. It vanishes very mysteriously when they cover these stories. Many of these kids, these children, are kept in hidden concentration camps in the United States. Yes, I said it. Hidden concentration camps in the United States. We showed you one of these facilities a few months ago here on Redacted, a a Walmart facility, a former Walmart facility in Brownsville, Texas, that is holding hundreds, if not thousands of children before they are sold off. A whistleblower who worked at one of these facilities, MVM is the name of the facility, has come forward to expose all of this. Carlos Ariano is a former U.S. immigration contractor, and he joins us now. Carlos, welcome to the show, and thank you for coming forward to share your story. No, thank you for having me. It's, it's like you said, when it comes to child trafficking, there's so much evil behind it that people don't want to touch the story, and if they do touch it, they touch it briefly. And it just goes to show you how much evil there is behind it, that it holds that much power over people that it, it, it's kept in the dark. And hopefully we can expose this story. We can shine a light on it today. So anyone watching this, hopefully you can share this story out, share it with people who can spread it around to try to put an end to this awful, awful uh, crime against humanity that's happening in the United States and around the world. So, Carlos, before we dive into some more specifics of this, can you just give us, our audience, a background as to what exactly you did uh, working as an immigration contractor and this company? Is it a, a government company relationship as a U.S. government contractor, or was it separate from the U.S. government? So the way it works is the U.S. government is washing their hands, keeping their hands clean by going out and handing out massive contracts to organizations that they like to call NGOs, non-government organizations. And these NGOs, they will get contracts for food services, for laundry services, for educational services for them, for the illegal immigrants. Everything under the sun that you can think of, everything that we have to pay for, they will hand out $100 million contracts to give these services for free to the illegal immigrants. And the company that I work for specifically, their job is they hold the largest contract to move children around the United States of America. So my job was to move children from point A to point B. And my job was to pick children up at the border and then move them to their sponsors. I've been to every state that you could now you can name. I've been there. I've even been. I've uh, been to North Dakota, Vermont, Florida, dropping kids off. All of them, and New York City and Florida, the most popular ones. So let's get back to the children and the facility we featured here. This former Walmart facility in Brownsville, Texas. You work there, correct? So my job was. I I did work there, but my job was to take kids out of those facilities and hand, it, hand them off to sponsors across the country. So when you can so, you walk me through that process? So you're an employee, you get a, what do you get, an email? All right, for the sake of time, you know, he goes through the entire process. He gets into the weeds about, you know, how, how the person is communicated with, how they go. But the bottom line is he drive up and he'd load them up full of kids, give them a piece of paper, say take them over to this location to this 
quote, sponsors, and they disappear. <clears throat> we already know what happens to them. We talked about it a gazillion times. I've played plenty of audio bites. Pretty horrible. All right, so along uh, the lines of uh, ramping up to World War III or the potential for World War III, we, and we know what's happening. We, we, we know. We know. Uh, uh, at least we've talked about it on this program. And if you're new to the program and you don't realize that you're being hoodwinked over what's going on in the Ukraine, then hurry up and catch up because – you're, you are. You're being totally hoodwinked. The United States of Babylon the Great is doing is doing everything they can to provoke Russia. Putin's way too smart for him. And there's, you know, like right now, listen to this report. Talk about provocation. And it's getting worse, folks. The provocations are getting much, much more intense. Very concerning. Now, the reports, I will tell you this, the reports out there that are saying things like, Russia's going to launch a nuclear attack on the United Russia, oh, this and that, and Russia, nuclear, nuclear, Russia, Russia, nu no. Just write it off. Ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. Mark my words. Praise God. All right, never listen to this radio show again if it does, because it ain't. All right, praise Jesus. Thank you, Father. All right, um, but the, but could other things happen? Absolutely. <clears throat> But Russia's nuclear doctrine, unless we provoke them with – now, we are actually starting to provoke them, believe it or not, with nukes. There's a headline that I'm going to be reading here shortly, which, by the way, might trigger some stuff. So that would be the exception to the rule. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But anyway, because their nuclear doctrine is to never do a first strike, uh, never do a preemptive uh, defensive strike, You ha they have to – be really, really certain that, you know, there's a super-duper high level of likelihood that they're about to be struck by someone else's nukes. And that, that at that point, all bets are off. But as a general rule, you can't provoke them into using nukes. They won't do it. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. No matter what anybody says, even if they're on a cabinet in the in in Ministry of the Defense over it, because there's a lot of big talker Betty Crockers that are underneath Putin that are very warning. You know, they warn this, and Shogu will say this, and this might happen to Medvedev. Boy, he's got a big old mouth on him. He'll come right out and say, yeah, you know, we can bring out that Satan II missile. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's going to be Putin's. You know, they have a published nuclear doctrine, and they have ethics, which is what the United States does not or hasn't had since Trump got out of office. All right, anyway, and definitely didn't have with any of the other presidents before him. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So let's listen to this report from ABC News, I do believe. Yep, yep, ABC News. It's, it's a lie about the Ukraine. Well, it's not a lie. It's, it's a partial lie. Here we go. Russia claimed to shot down drones near military headquarters. This as a missile hit a crowded marketplace in Ukraine, killing at least 16 people. Let's get right to our four correspondent, Britt Clinton, who is there at the wreckage. Good morning, Britt. Good morning, Michael. Yeah, Russia says it shot down another wave of drone attacks near Moscow and Rostov-on-Don, home to its military headquarters. Video capturing the powerful explosion in central Rostov, a local official saying one person was injured and buildings damaged. And here in Kostantinivka, where a missile hit a busy marketplace, 16 people are dead. All right, so let's be clear about something. First and foremost, you can know beyond any shadow of a doubt, that was not a Russian attack. Second thing that happens is the Azov Nazi battalions that attack anything that's like a mall or an apartment complex, and then they turn around and they try to blame it on Russia. But the the, the crux of this story, I don't want to go through all the dribble and the lies and the and the um, the uh, you know the uh, I just. Uh, 
I don't want to deal with the lies. So, but the headline is, U.S. is likely to send long-range missiles to Ukraine for the first time, according to officials. They're going to use this false flag by the Nazis to pro, uh, increase the provocations by the use of long-range missiles, which will really step things up a notch. Because right now they've been using really crummy, um, not-so-good drones, and um, Putin's been, been like, whatever. You know, there are a couple of them even hit... One of the Kremlin buildings is like, whatever. They're, they're junk. Okay, well, this is a different story. So stay tuned. All right, now, interestingly, this is a report from Megan Kelly. Um, and she is, uh, you just got to hear it to believe it, really. All right, and let's go ahead and listen to this. Megan Kelly, believe it or not, and she is definitely not on the 1,000 milligram red pill. She's more like uh, maybe 10 milligram. All right, anyway, so that makes this all the more dramatic for her to say. All right, here we go. I'm bringing it up now. Here the we vaccine, go. even though I'm a 52-year-old woman, because I don't think I needed it. I regret getting the vaccine, even though I'm a 52-year-old woman, because I don't think I needed it. I think I would have been fine. I got COVID many times, and I, it was well past when the vac- vaccine was doing what it was supposed to be doing. Um, and then for the first time, I tested positive for an autoimmune issue at my annual physical. Mm. And I asked, I went to the best rheumatologist in New York, and I asked her, do you think this could have to do with the fact that I got the damn booster and then got COVID within three weeks? And she said, yes, yes, I wasn't the only one she'd seen that with. Oh, well, so maybe she's up to the 20 milligram red pill. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So let's go ahead and move on um, to the next report. This is the prime minister of Hungary talking about how he knows about Soros and essentially the entire scam that's going on right now. Let's just hear a little bit of this. It's not very long. George Soros very well. He is my opponent. He knows George Soros very well. He believes in none of the things that we do. He believes in none of the things that and we do. And he has an army at his service. Money, NGOs, universities, research institutions, and half the bureaucracy in Brussels. He uses this army to force his will on his opponents, like us Hungarians. He thinks that the values dear to all of us led to the horrors of the 20th century. But the case is exactly the opposite. Our values save us from repeating history's mistakes. The horrors of Nazis and communists happened because some Western states in continental Europe abandoned their Christian values. And today's progressives are planning to do the same. All right. Smart man. <laughs> told it like it was. All right, praise God. Now, of course, <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Forget about it. Forget the cleanse. Lake of fire, lake of fire, lake of fire. It's like nine-foot-tall Draco reptilian. Are you kidding me? Twice dead, strange flesh. Now, I want to play this for you. This is very, very important. This man <clears throat> is uh, very serious. He means what he's saying. He's, you know, somebody, he's got the look of um, an intelligent, uh, you know, possibly ex-military type person. 
Um, and by the way, we saw gazillions of these folks back in 2012. And they always say the same thing, that the evil cabal is going to be toppled, that the Clintons are going to get arrested, that the Pope is going to get arrested, everybody's going to be taken to Guantanamo Bay, that Fauci's going to get arrested, and everything's going to be turned back to normal. And they're always wrong. And they're all over the place out there because they actually believe what they're telling people. So I put this, I gave, a, gave this one a subtitle, Bunk-O-Meter. So anyway, let's take a listen to a Bunk-O-Meter report. There's a bunch of them out there, by the way. Morning, TikTokers. September 6, 2023. To my patriot allies out there. Uh, it's official by the military, U.S. military and the alliance around the world that all government agencies such as tax departments and other levels of, uh, of uh, uh, government will and are being shut down as of now. The emergency transmission warning is going to be coming out shortly uh, within this month. Uh, President Trump is going to be tweeting, my fellow citizens, a storm is brewing and will be unleashing global martial law upon us. Jasara and Nasara will be activated. The military will remove all controlled governments run by the cabals and simultaneously arrest 500K or 500,000 sealed indictment that has that was started in 2017 and is wrapping up now. Did I get my point across? <laughs> I put up with that stuff for years back in 2012. It's so anyway, whatever. Um, okay, next headline up. Thank you, Jesus. Biden is coming right out because I don't know. I, you know, there, you know, you know how the scripture says in like what is it, Luke eight eighteen or eighteen eight or whatever it is. Um, you know, all things will, will be revealed. Well, guess what? Come on. So anyway, listen to this. Listen to the uh, the talking. Never mind. <sighs> listen to this. I also convened my entire cabinet as part of a whole of government response. And that response is going to increase the number and intensity of the extreme weather events and be wary we're going to be use all the resources available to the government to do it. <laughs> it's like you know oh well. You heard what he said. Now we already know it. And we already know about the Antarctic facility, and we what we don't know is how many other ones there are. And I've even heard, but I don't know if I trust it, that there are some Navy ships that have a um, miniaturized version of essentially HARP, but it's, you know, they can actually put it on a ship. I don't really think that's necessary, and I strongly doubt that that is true. But there are people out there saying so. Um, and uh, anyway, so is it possible? Yeah, I suppose so, but it's not the point. When they're able to reach any part of the world with the facility that they have down in Antarctica, you know, Antarctica, what, why? What's the point? 
because what you're doing is you're 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 removing plausible deniability, particularly in a war dynamic. All right, praise God. So I I I I call that bunk. All right, that's that goes in my bunko meter. All right, praise God. This is Jesse Waters. So let's see what he has to say about all this stuff. Because a climate scientist whistleblower says prestigious scientific journals only publish papers that fit the narrative. Anything besides doom and gloom, man-made global warming is left unpublished. This is because these studies are often bought and paid for by government grants and charitable foundations, both with political and financial interests in the global warming industry. And it is an industry. But do we really need solar panels, windmills, and electric cars if we can control the weather with laser beams? Instead of doing a rain dance, we physicists are firing trillion-watt lasers into the sky to actually precipitate rain clouds and actually bring down lightning bolts. This is potentially a game-changer. When you have water vapor and you have dust particles or ice crystals, you can precipitate rain. It condenses around the seeds. These seeds can also... All right. I think, you know, the regular listeners of this program are pretty intimately under, they already understand what's going on. And if, and if you've got Michio Kaku, for crying out loud, on a major Fox News, you know, um, segment talking about this stuff, he's only talking about like one gazillionth of what they're doing. And he, he definitely, he probably doesn't even know, uh, you know, about the Antarctic facility that we've played the audio clip for many times, uh, at least two or three, and probably need to play it again. All right. So anyway, um, and on that note, I want to keep on moving because we've got a lot of stuff here still queued up. And let's go ahead and hit this. This is um, a, an announcement by the World Economic Forum. It's a public announcement, and it's talking about how important it is that, uh, you know, Klaus Schwab is talking Telling everybody, look, we got to really accelerate. We got to put the pedal to the metal. We got to this. We got 2030 is it? 2030 is it? They need to eat bugs. They need to go into 50 minutes. You need to hurry up, or I'm going to have you killed by Satan. All right. So anyway, let's go ahead and listen to this. Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum. Afternoon, the Secretary General and Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum, will sign. Will witness the signing of a memorandum of understanding on a strategic partnership between the UN and the World Economic Forum, which outlines areas of cooperation to deepen engagement between the two institutions and to jointly accelerate the implementation of the 2030 agenda. To greatly accelerate the 2030 agenda, (laughs) as if it's not closing in on us already at phenomenal rates of speed. All right, praise God. So the next headline is up. Thank you, Jesus. Let me scoot my chair up because I kind of slid it back here for a second. All right. Mysterious red meat allergies are breaking out. Um, and this is talking about um, exactly what we've been warned about, uh, that they had planned on doing this through the biting of various ticks and mosquitoes and all this other stuff that the gates and all this other creepy entities are doing. Uh, and sure enough, now they are actually seeing a noteworthy rise in allergies to red meat, meat which is called AGS or the alpha-gal syndrome. Come on. You know what? Why do you think Satan doesn't want us to eat? First and foremost, if you're doing spiritual warfare, you need plenty of protein. You need that meat. And they know that. They don't want you to do spiritual warfare. It even says in Romans 14, verses 1 and 2, that the weak eat only vegetables. The weak eat only vegetables, okay? Sorry if you're a vegetable-only person, but 
It's what the Bible says. Go read it. All right, next one up. Texas Power Grid declares level two emergency. The Electrical Reliability Council of Texas, known as ERCOT, the main electric grid operator in Texas, has just declared a level two emergency. They are urgently, urgently warning customers to limit power usage due to tight conditions, as Texas officials warn that rolling blackouts may be needed. All right. Next one up. Uh, Antarctica is warming faster than predicted, alarming for sea levels. And you might think that I'm a global warming enthusiast, but I am not. I am a catastrophic climate change planet X enthusiast because that is exactly what is happening. Okay, these entities from darkness cannot wait for their buddies from outer space to come and join them. Millions of them, in fact. A lot of them are here and a lot more are coming. Second Ezra 15, verse 28 covers that. Isaiah 13 covers that. Joel 2 covers that. Revelation covers that. There's a bunch of evil coming this way. And some of it's sent directly by our Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. But it says here, research examined uh, 78 ice cores uh, to reconstruct temperatures, yada, yada, over the past. And uh, yeah, it, no kidding. If the Earth is in an elliptical orbit around the sun, what do you think is going to happen? We've covered that a gazillion times on this program. I don't know what the number is. Gazillion suits just fine. All right, praise God. Next headline up. More than 2,100 killed by earthquake near Marrakesh, Morocco. So most of us know by now that there was 6.9, then they downgraded to 6.8, and it's like 20, it, it's over 2,000, and some are saying it's up to 2,300. Some are predicting it's going to hit 3,000. It's bad. But keep in mind, the quake that hit Turkey, the quake that hit Turkey, which the Turkey government blamed on the United States, and they said, keep your filthy hands off us which I believe is true, um, killed over 50,000. That may be a world record. I don't know. That is horrible. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next headline up. Torrential rain follows summer wildfires in Greece. One dead. Now, this is a headline. There, it, so it's concatenated into a tiny little burp, okay? little pop. The reality is that Greece has been under the most, I mean, it's just unbelievable. I'm looking at some of the photographs of some of the things that are happening. They're, they're, I mean, the, the flooding is as far as the eye can see, and I do mean as far as the eye can see. And I believe, do believe that the photograph that I'm looking at right now is, has at least a distance of 20 miles. And as far as you can see in this photograph, house roofs, completely underwater. Just the roofs of the houses are peeking out at the top. They are underwater, totally. It looks like 20 miles from a distance, and I don't know how far north and south it goes. And this is after they've been getting hit by some of the worst horrific, massive gigafires that the Earth has ever seen. Greece is getting destroyed. But, of course, we don't hear about that very much unless we do a little bit of digging. Digging, And I want to do a shout out to Brother Jamil. Uh, he is an Assyrian Christian and he's got a very interesting testimony and I'm trying to get him to come on the program. But anyway, um, his father knows where there are Nephilim graves. <laughs> and the graves are like three meters long. Pretty cool stuff. But anyway, his whole testimony is interesting. So anyway, he gives me a lot of interesting information about what's going on over in Europe. All right, praise Jesus, hallelujah. Next one up. 
Russia moves ahead with deployment of tactical nukes in Belarus. Okay, now they've been talking about doing that anyway because it's an answer to the Patriot missile systems and the other missile systems, you know, the, the THAAD missile systems that we've been putting at NATO, theoretically. Call it NATO if you want to. The United States has been putting all over uh, the border of Russia. It would be tantamount to Mexico and uh, Cuba and Canada, okay, putting nuclear-capable t- uh, missiles, okay, all along the Canadian border, pointing at the United States, all along the Mexican border, pointing at the United States, all, all throughout the Caribbean, all throughout Cuba, pointing at the United States. And that's what we've done to Russia. All right, next one up. Hallelujah. Niger says France is amassing troops and equipment in the ECOWAS state. So we're looking at uh, the potential for a pretty big military intervention in Niger. So we'll have to see how that pans out because, well, you know, there was a lot of interest from Russia to lend them a helping hand, and we'll see how that see, see if that actually moves forward. We do not know. They may have their hands full with stuff that's going on at home. This is a report about Trump warning that we are potentially going to go into a great depression. I wonder if somebody whispered in his ear, "Hey, do you know that the third seal, the black horse, is about a global financial collapse?" I don't know, but here's what he said in uh, Rapid City, South Dakota, which is where Brother Lauren Peterson lives. Go and say hi. Here we go. Contracted now 10 months in a row, and monthly job reports have been revised downward every single month of 2023. Every single month they've gone down. The fact is we're probably heading into a Great Depression, something I've never said before publicly. I'm saying it. In your state, I hate to, I hate to say that this is the state I have to say it, but you know, I don't believe I've ever said that before. It's a hell of a statement to make, and I hate to make it. The only question is whether or not it'll be during the remaining months of the Biden administration. If it's going to happen, let it happen then. If it's going to happen, let it be during, Joe, and we'll come in and we'll straighten this sucker out. I'd rather have it. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. And so um, also, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but at some at quite a few major uh, sporting, you know, major league sporting events, there's a team of people that travel around to these sporting events and they drop banners, one in particular. And the banner actually says 1776 to 2024. It's got a picture of Donald Trump right in the middle of it. And it says as big as can be Trump or death. Trump or death. And it's so huge that everybody in a stadium could see it clear as, clear as a bell. No problem whatsoever. They wouldn't even need their glasses. All right. Um, and we'll just play a little snippet of the uh, actual event while they're unrolling the banner. But I wish you could see the banner. All right. Here we go. Trump or death. Trump or death. Civil war for anybody? 
Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But we are sojourners. We are not from here. We are citizens of heaven, and we love, and we pray. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, and of love, and a sound mind. Thank you, Jesus. No worry in for us. We just go into our secret place of the Most High. All right. Next headline up. In first leading kosher uh, authority, Orthodox Union certifies lab-grown meat. Do you think it's for them? No. (laughs) These are Jews that are not Jews. (laughs) You can believe that. Just like George Soros, just like Zelensky, just like the whole bunch of them. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. The next one up is screw your face diapers. Mask mandates return return sparks. We will not comply trend. And this is happening all over social media. All, you know, as long as they can keep it up and not get filtered out, uh, you know, screened or whatnot. But anyway, um, there's there is there's untold. I mean, I would submit probably a million people out there that are on the bandwagon of like, forget it. We ain't doing it. Don't even try kind of thing. So, you know, but if I want to see my family and fly on an airplane, that's what am I going to do, right? Uh, All right. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next headline up. Oklahoma school hires drag queen principal who was once arrested for child porn and drugs. I could read you the details, but you know what? I'm just not even going to go there. You know why? Because I'm so sick the dag-nabbit death of this stinking abominable... And the last thing I want to see is another... I don't want to see any of that. As a matter of fact, I can't wait. I want a front row seat at the Lake of Fire. I do. I want to see Obama grabbed by his short hairs by a powerful angel and thrown into that Lake of Fire. I praise God, thank you, Jesus, and Michael... All right, social credit light unraveling in Australia's Orwellian crackdown on banks. Banking clients, the phenomenon of debanking or freezing and closure of personal business and business accounts uh, based on reputational risk, including views that may conflict with those of the government, are gaining steam in many Western countries, particularly Australia. Hmm. All right. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next headline up. Kim Jong-un and Putin plan to meet in Russia to discuss, hey, weapons. All I got to say is, (laughs) aren't we getting close? Aren't we getting close? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And, of course, another uh, massive fire, toxic chemical outbreak of course, uh, that has been going on actually for quite a while. I don't think they have it extinguished yet. But um, that occurred in Queens. That's a little bit of a dated article. They might have it out. I do not know. Another um, uh, head- headline here is Techno Hell is in the actual headline. It says U.S. United States government is now using artificial intelligence to suss out, whatever that means, sentiment and emotion on social media. So it says Customs and Border Patrol under the umbrella of the Department of Homeland Security. So if that, you know, whatever it means a lot, it's going to be, they're going to use it on everybody, has report, reportedly been partnering with um, AI tech firm uh, called Fivecast, which means they probably have a hundred other firms that they're doing it with, to deploy social media surveillance software that, according to its proprietor, 
purportedly detects problematic emotions on social media. And then they report them to law enforcement. It's the thought police. Wow. North Korea unveils nuclear-armed submarine, according to state media. The North Korean military has unveiled a new tactical attack, tactical attack submarine capable of launching nuclear missiles. How pleasant is that? Thank you, Jesus. And Putin's going over to shake hands and make friends. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. Next one up. Teachers are being decimated by aggressive and uh, metastatic, uh, which means spreads really fast, cancers after COVID-19 vaccine vaccine mandates. And it goes on, uh, article was published on August 21st, Loveland, uh, Colorado. And then it, it starts giving you stories about various teachers, giving you names, telling them, oh, no. But the really the moral of the story is what we already knew was going to happen and will continue to happen and will continue to increase. And don't even get me going on the DARPA project and how they have, you know, already placed inside the vaccine content, things that they can detonate with particular um, radio pulses, um, supposedly actually blowing out the frontal cortex of the people that are targeted and then triggering some other part of the brain. They, I guess they kill it, and it causes the human to have a propensity to bite without any bath salts, by the way. Ugh. Anyway, do we live in dark times? Do you think we live in dark times? Do I have more audio I could play for you to put you uh, here? I'll, I'll play you a teaser, okay? Because we get about four minutes. It's not enough time to play the whole the whole audio bite, but I'll play you this teaser, and we'll play we'll play for you the rest of it uh, on the next show, I think. All right, this is a man by the name of Joseph Spencer. I found this testimony remarkable. Let's listen to a little bit of it. It's 14 minutes long. Won't be able to listen to it all, but even a little bit is tantalizing. Supposedly, he is on his deathbed, so he's dying, and he decided to come clean. Joseph Spencer. Let's listen to this. My name is Joseph Spencer. From May 1970 to October 1997, I served the United States government as a top secret operative, but not in a category that is commonly known or understood. I was known as a man in black. Following seven years acting as a counterintelligence agent for the CIA, I was recruited for a new assignment that entailed working within above top secret operations. I was aware of the black budget projects, but never knew the context of them due to their high level of secrecy. Even the president was denied access to their inner workings. Annually, billions of dollars are poured into black projects, which operate without any supervision or intrusion. They have full autonomy. The operations deal primarily with advancing military technologies, most of which have been reverse engineered from recovered alien spacecrafts that had either crashed 
or were shot down by our military. The public, sadly, will never, ever have knowledge of these operations. This transition in my life happened in 1970. The senior black project director was William T. Latham, who had worked under CIA executive director Richard Schlesinger. Latham stated that I was the perfect candidate for my new position. I was a foster child, and I had no connections to existing relatives. I had no friends or social life. It was easy for them to erase my past and provide me with a new identity. I gave myself to them as a priest would to his God. But first, my mind had to be erased. I was injected with various forms of mind-altering drugs, LSD, heroin, mescaline, morphine, sodium pentothal, and more. Drug-induced hypnosis followed with anti-grade and retrograde amnesia. The goal was to program me to do two things, kill and forget. After nine months of programming, I had become a man in black. What I later discovered was that not all the men in black were human. About a third were alien hybrids. Their distinctive feature was the absence of whites in their eyes, giving the impression of empty eye sockets. This unsettled me, and it took months to adjust to, to the reality of alien integration. My assignments largely dealt with UFO sightings and crash sites. In August of 1971, I witnessed my first UFO crash site just north of Edwards Air Force Base in California. Inside the craft were three gray humanoids, two dead, one still alive. Also in the craft was a human female abductee. The alien humanoids were transported to the base, but two witnesses had arrived before us and took several photographs. The first surrendered his camera, but the second fled. When we apprehended him, he resisted, and I was ordered to silence him, which I did. The killing of witnesses was executed with a wand that acted very much like today's taser, but the voltage from the wand would cause immediate cardiac arrest, and the victim's death would be attributed to natural causes. We silenced countless victims, not only men, but women of all ages and even teenagers. And on that note, let's go ahead and bring on uh, Sister Joy, Dr. Joy Jeffries Pugh, and Brother Zen Garcia. Hallelujah. Here we go. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And uh, we don't have Zen on yet, but I think he'll probably call in a little bit later. But let's go ahead and bring on Dr. Joy. Here we go. Dr. Joy, are you there? Yes. Hey, how are you doing, John? I'm so glad that you're back on the air and everything is okay. I was quite worried the last time that we missed this show that three days some significant yeah. problems. Yeah, three out. Yeah, it must have really caused. I mean, I don't know what happened, but yeah, three a three day outage. That was the longest one ever for Blog Talk. So, yeah, um, yeah you know, it, and I expect that what we're going to see is a lot more of that in the days ahead. I think I'm it's a- going to get so bad that there aren't going to be radio shows anymore. But anyway, um, we're so we're probably yeah, operating we're on both time. And, yeah, and you know what? If we were on YouTube, we would have been canceled already anyway. So, praise God. All right. So the things so, uh, that we actually talk about, 
no doubt. Guaranteed. Well, we were already. Um, uh, Brother Jimmy Buchanan out in uh, – he's from Scotland, but uh, and I think he's living in Scotland again now. Um, but anyway, he was uh, over you know a decade of time has been pumping up the radio shows into YouTube videos uh, and you know on the channel, and it became a pretty popular way to communicate with other folk, folks that are just very religious about listening on YouTube. So anyway, um, and but then um, he, he he emailed me one day. He said, Johnny, he goes, they're killing us. They're killing us. They're going to take us down. They're going to take us down. And I said, you know what, brother, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. Grab them all and throw them up on Rumble. And he said, consider it done. <laughs> we just moved. We knew it was coming. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and turn the mic deep for a cup there. Huh? Well, Sorry? well, you know, I was really interested. I was listening. Are you still there? Yes. John? Okay. Okay. So I'm sure I didn't lose yes. you. Uh, well, yeah, I was listening a, to what you were. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was listening to what you were talking about and, and, and what you were playing there before I came on. And it's very interesting to me that uh, I actually heard in the pulpit today someone, there was a pastor that made a comment about UFOs and the phenomena as it is. And I am very aware that a lot of our churches are really suffering from this um, rejection of that there are these unidentified aerial, you know, phenomena, UAPs, now that is a new term for uh, unidentified flying objects, that our government is very much involved in this and has been for quite some time. And, you know, what you were just sharing about the men in black phenomena, quite aware of all of that and have been researching this for a very long time. What concerns me is that I know that in the... Um, and a couple of churches that have actually made comments about the UFO or the UAP phenomena, there's there's this uncertainty on how to put that in perspective. And I think that the thing that we've got to do as uh, watchmen on the wall is to explain that we are literally seeing these things. This this is not a conspiracy theory. This is not fake news. This is not somebody pulling the wool over your eyes and it's nothing really there. I've been researching this for a very, very long time with my first sighting actually coming when I was eight years old. So it's not something that anybody can tell me doesn't exist. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've witnessed it. I've taken great care in trying to write up the different situations where I found myself being able to see these things kind of up close and I would say pretty personal without having to deal with the entities themselves, but the craft and what they're capable of doing. And so it's, it's, very concerning to me when I'm in a situation of uh, of church and people don't get it that these things are really real because what they're failing to do is prepare the congregation, especially the people of God, for the coming of what's going to be an, an eye-awaking revela- revelation when they actually bring out those bodies. And clearly we were uh, taught or told about this and how it was going to actually manifest just a couple of months ago when the uh, committee Oversight Committee and Accountability released back in July, the last part of July, about uh, this UAP and UFO hearings there in Washington, D.C. When you get a subcommittee on national security, the border, the foreign affairs hearing, that kind of thing, involved in trying to expose government transparency, you've got to stop and, and take uh, a closer look. You can't be standing in the pulpit saying UFOs are not real when we've got we've got clearly very qualified men who are physicists, 
as well as qualified and years of experience in the military standing before our congressmen and actually telling us that for the first time in human history, we are not alone and that these entities, these biological entities that they have found within these crash vehicles are not of the human species. This is not something not to be able to figure out. I mean, we have the capability now to determine DNA and DNA sequencing, genetic species and all that kind of stuff to distinguish between what is human and what is not human. The best minds in this world are being brought in by our military to try to determine what are these things. And I think the thing that's so terrible is that the fact that there is a government within a government that Grush, that was one of the main focal people in this hearing that was back in July, was clearly saying existed within our own government. These shadow gov- governments that we know in, in you and I and Zen have been exposing for quite some time are very real. And and this is the thing that concerns me most is if our churches are not up to par on understanding that these these things are going to be revealed. It's going to be mind-altering if you don't know what you're seeing and why you're seeing what you're seeing. Because the the promotion of NASA with the uh, paperclip, you know, Project Paperclip, bringing the all the German scientists out of Germany that were clearly involved with what I would call UFOs, UAPs, and um, and fallen angels. Uh, they really were already way past anybody else on this planet in dealing with those those entities. And so when you see that they didn't have to go under any type of, I guess, um, prison sentences or anything, they were just allowed to come into our country and, and form our, our group of NASA and at the same time be able to prove to the cosmonaut program that there was a need to do space exploration and whatever. That's what caused us to do what we do. The problem is is that those scientists were already dealing with these kinds of things, with with unusual propulsion, with unusual capability. I mean, you can go back and look at what we've uncovered with what was technology that really Hitler was already establishing was the creation of a circular craft that actually could fly a little bit. So having the knowledge of this and being able to be aware of it, you can't just shove it under a table and pretend it's not there. And doing that to people across this country inside of churches is not a positive thing. You have got to be able to say that what we're about to be exposed to is something called fallen angels and demonic entities. And because it's that, whatever they bring out, don't get caught up in the fact that they're from Pleiades and they're here to save us. Because that is exactly what the scenario will be used either in that aspect or to bring about a crisis, which we already know that when President Reagan and uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, when they were bringing down the wall and when Gorbachev and he were discussing, you know, all the things about space exploration and especially the Star Wars defense system that Reagan was so involved with, was to try to so-called deflect anything that might come in that would cause the uh, extinction of humanity. And when he stood up and talked to the world, Reagan specifically said, you know, if we knew that there was a threat from outer space that was coming into this world and was going to destroy the human population as a human population, that we would band together to fight those things or fight whatever it might be. And then at the end of that particular comment, he said, is there not already aliens among us? 
there are these weird things that have been in our human history since the Garden of Eden. You can go back, I know in all the work that I've done, you can go back and look at a lot of the first books that I wrote. I mentioned about these beings and the type of craft they were in. And some of these things are painted inside of the pyramids. We're talking about craft and these little strange little gray alien looking things already in in paintings like it look at leonardo da vinci he actually painted these things within his paintings so it's not something that people have not been aware of for quite some time it's like the first time we started talking about crop circles and oh that you know it's just people out there were bored that's a good way to do and to cover things up and they make things happen to to discredit i mean it's been what the ufo phenomenon has been discredited 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 and now we find out from credible people who have been in our military and been put in the positions of these subcommittees on national security, our border and our foreign affairs kinds of things, to be in there to expose and make sure that our government is getting transparency from everybody that's supposed to be getting the money from us. And when you hear that, you know, even people that are contracting with our government, you know, like the Boeings around the world, places like people like that, the contract for the services, of building particular aircraft, and especially under the skunk's work and the and the hidden kinds of things that are done in black budget, and we understand it because of national security. We want to keep our country safe and and not feel that you know the Chinese and the Russians could walk in and take us tomorrow. So we understand that national security is really important, and we do need black budgets. But the problem is, is when you've got congressional people saying, you know, we know there's billions and billions of money that go out of our budgets under these black budget programs that we don't know what it's going to and what it's being done with it and, and who's manifesting. Contractors are keeping themselves quiet, and we know why. Because if they stick out, they're going to lose the money. They lose the contracts or after the money. So the money is more important than telling the American people are being transparent with the people who are in our government who are trying to oversee these kinds of projects. And that is a very big, big, big problem in the fact that if we are living in the end of days, which I truly believe we are, I mean, everything points to it. These things are going to start manifesting more and more and more and more and more in our skies. And when you've got the national people in the world, in our government and in our military, standing up on national TV. I mean, some of this stuff was you know, was actually on CNN. I mean, let's don't take Fox or whatever. Let's take some of them that they, the liberals will listen to. The thing about it is they're standing there telling you, that there's these beings out there, flying craft, that we cannot fly as human beings because we don't have the capability from a physics standpoint, scientifically, to be able to encounter the quick turns and the G-forces upon a human body. And we have these craft that have crashed. We have secured them. We are trying to backward engineering them. And Grush, when, when he met with this um, this group back in July, he specifically said, the, the people that were working on those crafts that they had gotten in our military and put in those black budgets to backward engineer, that those people, some of them touching it, had died. And then on top of that, the the credibility of this man who had great uh, credentials, and then at the same time looking at the pilot that actually was a physicist who was flying for our military and actually filmed the Tic Tac UFO in California. Talking about a serious, serious situation where we're not talking about dummies. We're talking about men who use the most highly advanced technology 
that the United States has, and they are telling us these crafts are real. They're made out of something that is not human made. It is not physics-wise capable for what we know how to use physics. And at the same time, biologically, whatever it is, is not human. And so when I stop and think about what you were show, you're talking about early before I came on about these projects, people say, oh, no, no, our government would never do that. You know, I, I, I just released a brand-new book that's called Be Smart, End of Days, Breaching the Pineal Gland. And in that book, I, I go back and I talk about MK Ultra because MK Ultra was actually a black budget project. It was cre- actually created by the United States Central Intelligence Agency. That's the CIA. And it involved a legal experimentation on human beings without their knowledge who lived in the United States and Canada. And like he was mentioning in that broadcast that you, you had right before I came on, there were various methods that were actually created to manipulate the mental state and the brain function of targeted human beings. And that those CIA techniques included being able to covertly administer drugs without somebody being aware of it. And those things included, like he mentioned, LSD, as well as any kind of sensory deprivation they could use on a person. They used electroshock. They used hypnosis. They used total isolation. And they even went so far to use sexual abuse on these people that was torturous. And these experiments by our government, now understand, when people say conspiracy, no, 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 no. It is not conspiracy. These are experiments that were carried out in prisons across our United States, in hospitals across our United States, in universities across our United States, and in the pharmaceutical companies across our United States. You can go back and look. In 1977, the Freedom of Information Act actually exposed 20,000. I want you to listen to that again. In 1977, think how long ago that's been and what's been done since. But in 1977, the Freedom of Information Act exposed 20,000 documents concerning hideous experiments on unsuspecting humans and that being in the United States. And if you go back and then you continue to come forward and look at some more of the declassified documents that have been released, and one of them in particular, back in December of 2018, I was able to look at it, some of the documents that revealed experiments on living animals that were remotely controlled by brain implants to make them run, They weren't thinking about running. These remote-controlled brain implants at a distance, somebody using just like your TV remote control, and you make your TV run forward through the channels, they could hit those remote controls and make an animal take off running. They could, like your TV, hit stop, and your TV stops. They could stop an animal. If they were running, they'd mash it, and the animal would come to a complete stop. Not slow down, stop. And then they can make them fall, the animal fall down. 
So when you start looking at what kind of secret recruitment that was used, in my opinion, using the Nazi scientists that were actually brought to Fort Derrick, Maryland by our CIA, they secretly recruited these torturers to really teach our people how to subdue and control the human mind. And if, we, if you look at this, the MK Ultra was after mind-altering technology. And this is what my new book is trying to tell people, that we're getting to the point that they can control you from a distance. It's not, an, it's not impossible. We're looking back in the number of years that's gone by since all of that kind of thing. I think about, and looking at some of the MK Ultra things, especially what they use, they would increase the alcohol intoxication. And, and they could do it by beaming stuff. And once they got a little something in it, they could manipulate the atoms in what was in their bodies. And I always was concerned that because water is something that the human body has to have, if you start altering the chemical processes of water, how could you really affect people? Well, you know, they were able, from what they were able to do, they could cause people to not think illogically. I mean, they would, they would not they'd be crazy. I mean, they would not think logically at all. And then they were able to change their perception of what they were seeing. Now, that's a pretty serious thing because we always say, well, you know, if you can see, then you believe. And all of a sudden, if you can change a person's perception of what they're seeing, then, by gosh, you can say whatever you want to, and as long as perceptions change, you can say and make them believe whatever. And when I saw the use of hypnosis like I did in college and how inducing hypnosis and how you can brainwash somebody into a state of total confusion, that is amazing to me. It's just how you manipulate what you're saying to get the acceptance from the person to allow whatever in a positive manner to be received into their body, but it's in a positive way that's going to turn out to be an evil uh, manifestation. And then when you go back and you look at the numbers of people that the CIA allowed in this MKL Ultra to do this shock therapy, I mean, and cause euphoria and, and mental confusion and, and actually distort everything that a person might be able to to think or hear and, and even perform physical activities. Again, the capability, if they could put an implant in an animal and they could run him forward, stop him, fall over, then we are a lot further down the pike in 2023 than we were back in 1977. And if I you know when i when i really got a grasp of the, of the details in some of this stuff i mean these cia agents the same ones that were involved in this they actually studied how birds migrate so that they could understand how the pineal gland the mind control how how you use migration and how all the birds kind of know where they are supposed to be going i mean it it is a horrific way of figuring out how do you mind control animals so that you eventually are able to mind control humans. You know, 
humans. And I think it's terrible once you understand how these people in our government from Germany and how our own CIA took that stuff, you know, it's all I can say is all of this administering things to people without a person's knowledge. Now, if you want to, if you want to say we're having, you know, a, a class and we we need so many experimental people to, you know, a control group and a placebo group, and you volunteer to be in a research thing, then you can say I chose to do that. But if you are in an experiment without your knowledge, that is a direct violation of the Nuremberg Code. And that is something that our United States agreed to follow after World War II. But this is this is not being done because there are times over and over and over and over, and I mentioned this in my, my new book, Be Smart, that the mind has been utilized to do illegal experiments on humans for the intent of mind control tactics. And what they've wanted to get to do is to be able to use things like light, pattern light. And, you know, we go back and talk about voices that you, you can put in white noise and soft music. I mean, they were using that kind of technology back in 1956. So these are projects that were approved for non-lethal weapons. In other words, what they wanted to be able to do, and and, and uh, Jose Delgado, I've mentioned him before in some of the t- talks that I've had, John, with you. When they did the um, the thought process of how do we actually take over people without ever firing a shot, it was to figure out non-lethal weaponry against masses of people to induce desired behavior without the people knowing it. So in other words, if we have an enemy and we can use some kind of light beams, electromagnetic low-frequency waves at them and remotely like we did the animals without having to put a chip in them or something to connect it to, how can we use that frequency to change the behavior of the mind? You know, how do we change mind thoughts how do we change people's anxieties how do we change people's desire for war or to fight those kind of things are all easily done when you start manipulating the pineal gland and because the pineal gland like i mentioned in my book is like a transistor radio it has literally quartz like material in it that is like a transponder and a receiver so when they perfected this electromagnetic capability, they didn't have to put something in you to, to be able to remotely control you. They could connect to you if you allowed them to connect to you. And if you didn't allow them to connect to you, they could also manipulate, manipulate you as well. So when looking at how, you know, we go back and we look at the, the ARPA, you can look at defense, and you know that's if people don't know what DARPA is. It's Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. It's research projects, people. It's figuring out how to engage in things just like what I'm talking about, where you can use brain decoding, and you can develop nanocircuits 
to be able to directly interact with the brain. And like I mentioned earlier, with those animals, they microchip those implants so that they could use these advanced technologies. I mean, back in 2000, I believe in 2003, 2004, they started using monkey brains. And they used the monkey brain to control the movement of robotic arms just by thinking about it. And I remember, John, when I first started looking at this research like that, that what a wonderful technology. I mean, they make it look like it's going to be something good for humanity. And wow. I mean, I worked with handicapped people all of my life. And I had people who really needed their their legs to move and their arms to move and to be able to see without their eyes. I mean, the technology to be able to provide that and, and allow them to live a more normal, healthy life on this planet. I mean, it sounds like great technology until you understand the madness behind all of this. Because now we've got people like Elon Musk with Starlink and Neuralink, where you're going to put your brain into a Neuralink and then connect to the Starlink satellites. And those satellites are getting more and more and more. I think there's, you know, this this goes to be like, I think 42,000, if I'm not, I hope I'm not wrong about that, but it's just a huge number of satellites that Elon Musk is putting up. And the other night, of course, I go outside and I watch the stars and I watch for unusual activity in the skies and I encourage people to go out and be looking because there's a lot of things in our airspace that are not are not airplanes. And you if you if you will sit out there you'll be able to see them, but the other night if you stay out there long enough you'll get to see some of the Elon Musk uh satellites go over because they'll be like like maybe a couple little settlements apart from each other and they're all in a line and and one night I sat out there they were going right over me I counted 50 just boom 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 boom. it was just absolutely amazing so when you look at the intervention of Elon Musk this Neuralink that you can take these non-lethal technologies and they're calling them disabling systems well guess what people that means they're going to disable you and your physical body your physical symptom system around the world, because they can. Our DNA is involved in electromagnetic low-frequency waves, and those waves literally are what makes our DNA keep our bodies running. We are like a computer. We are like our cell phones. The thing about it is these low-frequency waves can cause this brain entrapment when it connects to your energy. In other words, any kind of brain entrapment, you've got your brain is mirroring the frequency of an external signal, and it's absolutely causing changes in your mind and body. I know someone was asking me the other day about, you know, about putting uh, a plant in uh, classical music and then putting putting another plant that was thriving into rap music. And what happens is the frequencies of those music, the classical music, makes the plants grow. The rap music with all the ugly talking and everything is absolutely killing. And when they went back in and started looking at the plants after having them in there, the ones that were in the rap music, there was absolutely a negative impact upon the living system of a of a living thing. It literally killed the plant. So they took the classical plant and put it in there with the rap music, and it killed the classical plant. So what we're we're looking at is anything that has DNA 
that can be changed by frequency and, and, and just continually hit with it, hit with it, hit with it, what you end up seeing is that there's no way to fight something that's being sent at you. Now, in the mark of the beast, you're going to have to accept the connection to that Starlink satellite, to those neural links, because what they want the great reset of humanity that the World Economic Forum is pushing so far uh, with with Klaus and the rest of them, they really, really know for us to move into the fourth industrial revolution is what they're calling it, that everybody has to go into transhuman capability because already our, our, what we're dealing with on this planet by putting things in our homes like Alexa, for example, and when you ask her something, she can answer you immediately in real time. To be able to keep up with that kind of technology within our own homes on a 5G technology, it requires us to be able to process data faster. That's why the new oil that I talk about in my new book is human data. It is being saved and stored in everything possible. If you haven't figured out that when you go down to Walmart and you get a text on your phone saying, how was your shopping at Walmart today? Let's please rate the, the particular products that you had. Or you went into the store and you had dinner tonight. Well, how was your rating of this particular place? They are tracking everything you do. Human data is the new oil. All going into databases. So that the moment that the mark of the beast becomes a reality and you have to choose whether or not you're going to be connected and become a transhuman because that's the only way you can get the technology to go and connect to your brain to keep to make all of us like Alexas. Because if we can think in real time just like that, the brilliant level of humanity takes a step into a grand space. I mean, how many people, if you think about it, can go on the show Jeopardy and become champions? The people that are able to do that most times have a type of photographic memory. There are people who can remember everything that's ever happened to them on every day, and they can call it up, that are alive today. Our brains have the capability for all of us to be able to do that. So the mindset, the reset, the great set of humanity, the new industrial revelation of, or, or revolution of humanity is trying to take us to the level that we have to become transhuman to take that next step, to keep up with our own technology that we have created. If we don't, then AI technology takes over our planet. And if that takes over our planet, then then we are doomed because we are not needed. We become the thing that they can get rid of because we're. it's like, you know, I work with handicapped people, with people who had mental capability that was way below an IQ of 70. And people would say, well, you know, um, they don't really contribute to society. You know, if we, we got rid of that population, then we could, you know, have more for the people today because our resources are running out. So, you know, we could get rid of them. We could get rid of the old people because they're not really contributing to society because they're going to all the doctors and they're spending all the money in the medical industry, da-da-da-da-da, on and on and on and on. AI technology is going to be looking at us the same way. Are you contributing or are you not contributing? If you're not contributing, we don't really need you on this planet because our resources are running out. And for our resources to get better – Depopulation is the only way we can manifest and get to the point of sustaining humanity into a certain period of time. 
we already know that the if you start and look at all the sustainability goals and objectives that the World Economic Forum, World Health Organization, and all that established was talking about depopulation. It was clearly saying there's not enough room for humanity. You've got to back off. You have got to back off of being able to keep humans alive. That's where you're going to see more people that, you know, we get to an older state. They're going to say, we're not going to do surgery on you. We're not going to provide chemotherapy on you. We're going to let you die. And there's already been actual advertisements on TV where they had older people saying, you know, I've kind of lived my life. I've enjoyed my life, and now I just need to move out of the way. They're going to want people to commit suicide or to take death and not continue to live. These kinds of things are only – they're already doing that up in Canada, um, and yes. they're pushing people. Uh, yeah, they're pushing people directly to the uh, death chair. But anyway, hold on just a second, okay? Because Zen's been holding for about twenty oh, minutes. Hey, Zen. Yeah, he's here. So let me go ahead and bring him on. Zen, uh, do you want to jump in? Um, I, I'm sorry. To, sorry, to, I I, uh, I didn't know that you were. You know, sometimes it's hard to tell. So anyway, we're really glad to have you. God bless yeah. you. Yeah. Um, uh, do you want to jump good. in and uh, chime, you know, chime in on this conversation a little bit? Uh, yeah, and I thoroughly just enjoyed listening to both of you, and I love when Dr. Joy goes on a rant and is able to just bring up and tie together all this information. It's just uh, you're a walking encyclopedia without a doubt. Uh, but in regard to the where we are with the euthanasia and – how older people, people with disabilities are considered obsolete, that a lot of people don't know that in the Scientology movement that they have it in their literature and they make it like um, it's their duty to actually get rid of and to help to depopulate the planet and that it is all part of a green movement. I did a whole... Um, uh, paper about this when the thing with Terry Schiavo happened in Clearwater, Florida, uh, and how all this is tied to uh, that case was tied to an agenda to um, bring into America what is legal judicial murder, and how now, after that particular case, uh, they have implemented in hospitals, which are for-profit, remember, um, and hospices and nursing homes, they will quietly starve and dehydrate and withdraw fluids. And they ask family members if they want to put an advanced directive on their elderly loved ones that, you know, they call it compassionate care when it's removing fluids doping them up and putting them on drugs so that they're comatose and not in recognition of what they're doing are able to fight against uh, the agenda and family members that support this. Like it literally there was a case of a Ora May McGuirk that happened within hours after the death of Terry Shiva right here in Georgia. And um, I was part of a group, an advocacy group called not dead yet that, fights for the civil rights of people with disabilities and for the elderly to uh, receive quality care. 
and to be able to live in community-based services. And uh, I received, when I was flying back home, I received a phone call about this case, and it was a, a young granddaughter that decided that she wanted to have access to her grandmother's uh, money and her estate and decided after this case, you know, like I said, it was hours um, to begin withdrawing fluids and, and food. And the grandmother didn't even know what was happening. And it took, you know, family members uh, that found out stepping in, coming in and um, intervening and calling us to also help. And we put a lot of pressure on the, the nursing home and called the judge and, you know, the, to help the family that was fighting against her being treated this way. Uh, she didn't even know what her granddaughter was doing to her or what the family was going through and fighting over the estate. And you can, you better believe that this is happening a lot, especially with people that uh, have dementia. Um, and also here in America where, you know, there's only a few states that, like Oregon, that have um, assisted suicide laws and things on the books to actually help people. What people don't realize is that when you have a government that gains such power uh, or that uh, a state or, you know, a nation implements such a directive, they will use it uh, against your will and against your wishes because they don't want to take care of the elderly. They don't want to take care of people with disabilities. Uh, they consider, as, uh, you know, the Scientologists and other groups, uh, that, you know, and as AI will uh, with humanity, that uh, we're obsolete and, and that with, uh, we're a burden. And also people, elderly people and people with disabilities are brainwashed into supporting such belief uh, they, because of the cost of care when, you know, it should be a civil right and a society that doesn't take care of its least there's something to be said about that because even the Hippocratic Oath is to do no harm and to take care of others. And what is the whole basis of the law of the Most High is to, to love each other, to take care of one another. We're to honor our elders, our mothers and our fathers. Uh, and as they brought us into the world and help us in our time of innocence and dependence, so are we to return the favor at the end of life you know that's the circle of life and that's what being i believe a a son or a daughter you know to your parent your grandparents that's that's what it's about we're all to love each other support each other um coming into the world and going out and yet it's all being turned upside down and in the same way um with abomination being normalized this is also part of the agenda and the other thing that me uh, a lot of people don't really know or consider is that when you have a living will it actually puts you at risk especially if you are an organ donor uh, if you have on your you know you wanted to have a five dollar break on your driver's license uh, when you went to the dmv and you agreed to be a organ donor, you do not realize that hospitals make $2 million off of delving up your organs and, 
calling in in multiple groups that are waiting for organs for their particular patients, and they make a lot of money on the whole organ harvestation donation. And the other thing that people don't realize is that um, organ donation is based on a lie uh, because when a person dies, your organs become corrupted. And so there's no way for you to actually die and your organs be um, good for another person unless they, what's called non-heartbeating death or vegetative uh, state or, you know, the, um, they, they make up these, these different definitions that declare you dead when you're not actually dead. You're not dead until they remove your organs, and that's what kills you. Um, because, again, at, when you die, your organs are become instantly corrupted. So they cannot have you dead, but they can declare you legally dead in order. And then they call out all the different groups. They all come to the same hospital, and they're all there waiting around to get access to the organs. And they're like vultures. Um, and you don't have to believe me on this. You can look it up. I've done a lot of, uh, you know, research on this. There's a lot of books been written about this and how the euthanasia movement um, was, even the living will was created by the Hemlock Society, which is a right to die, a, a, a euthanasia and a suicide uh, support group. And there's also another thing called Final Exit. It's a network that is covert and clandestine, and you can call them for people that uh, want help with assisted suicide, but they've actually, what they do is they put a bag over your head, and then they make it so that you can't breathe, and then they hold your arms down, and this is what's called final exit, um, and this is supposed to be merciful and you know, compassionate, and they're basically, you know, denying you. I mean, think of it. This is the worst scenario. Uh, this is something that a gangster would do to another, you know, to, to, to force them to endure what would be just a horrendous death. And this is the kind of so-called compassionate care that they're providing. People can look this up for themselves, too. It's called the Final Exit Network. And so if you are an organ donor... Uh, I would consider or reconsider um, your stance and really learn about this because, um, you know, with the for-profit institutions and the healthcare system uh, and them wanting to make money, there's been many nurses and many individuals that have doctors that have come out that have spoken about how the doctors and the nurses, when they have a young person that comes in with, you know, from a car accident or something, they will put them in a coma and they'll lie to their families and tell them that they're in a, uh, you know, persistently vegetative state, there's no brain function and that they're basically dead and that the machines are supporting them. Yeah, the machines are supporting their life because they've put them on such uh, deep comatose, uh, uh, you know, comas because of the drugs that they've, implemented that they're not able to uh, come out of the state that they're in and so this kind of thing and i'm not saying 
all the doctors or all the hospitals or uh, you know everybody because most people that go into healthcare and that go into nursing and doctors they have and want to support the Hippocratic oath. But there's always, just as there is a seed of the serpent with us, there are evil people here in the world. And the agenda, the for-profit healthcare systems, and as Dr. Joy was talking about with, you know, the elderly and the disabled being targeted, uh, this is what's going on behind the scenes. And as inflation increases and as people continue to struggle, and there's, you know, less than 15% community-based services where people can get care in their home. Most of the money across the board nationally goes to support the whole, uh, the nursing home institutions, which they are overpopulated uh, and they're understaffed, and there's no way that one person, you know, they have two or three people that work an entire uh, night with 30, 40 individuals, it's already set up that they cannot succeed to provide quality care. And so people that go into such situations, uh, they, because of their neglect, they have pressure sores, they uh, end up dying because of this or that, and it's a, it's a bad situation. I'm uh, one of those that is absolutely blessed to have an independent care waiver that supports me in my home and being an advocate for people with disabilities, I've learned about these things along the way and I've warned people about this. But of course, you know, on uh, YouTube and other platforms, um, they don't want you to know about these things. Um, my shows have been removed, flagged, we've been censored, we're one strike away from being banned. Um, and so you know, and, and it's only because, John, you have this platform and you're uh, here on Blog Talk and you don't have to worry about the the censorship that uh, is going on as far as YouTube unless you put this up there, um, that I'm able to speak this way. I wouldn't, you know, and it's not that I don't want people to have the information, but when I'm on using such a platform and trying to be bring such information or other information to people i have to like walk on eggshells to be very care uh, careful uh, about so many issues and so many topics because we've been flagged on a number of them now i mean it's crazy the things that they are deleting our shows about you know even the fallen angels the serpent seed uh, i mean just whatever topic they're just and they are reviewing all of our shows now where we don't you know we have to be very 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 careful and uh, even when somebody comes on we have to warn them uh, when we get into a deeper topic because um, anything to do with the medical or the ho hospital situation or uh, c19 or any of that the jib jab they immediately remove your content and will flag you and um, once you get three that you know it's three strikes and you're out. And it's unfortunate, but this is the world we're living in. Yeah, we get, <clears throat> I was just uh, mentioning that we got kicked off. Um, you know, Jimmy Buchanan called me up and he was like, um, you know, we're, we're, we're getting flagged like crazy. We're, they're going to kick us off. And I just said, fine, move everything over to Rumble. And um, who cares? Yeah. YouTube be damned. 
Um, but anyway, um, uh, you know, I'm curious, you know, uh, Joy, what your thoughts are. We're running, we're running, and thank you, Zen. Thank you so much for that. That's that, that's powerful because yeah, I, I, w- I remember every day of the Terry Shrivel incident, and it was for the people in the local town who were hearing it four times a day, five times a day on the news. It was pretty tear-jerking. It was pretty sad. Um, it was horrible. The, the, and, and to your point, uh, all, all the points that you brought up, which are all relevant to a very dark day that we're in today, don't even get me going on the Russian soldiers that talked about running into Ukrainian labs where they had found children on tables where they were slicing them up like piglets, um, the, you know, the, the videos that exist out, uh, out there on, with uh, little children frozen, stacked up on top of each other like chunks of meat inside of containers being moved from one place to another. It's big business, and what's worse is the evil, the satanic evil of the big business um, uh, is now it's in your face. And and now they're they're not shy anymore. I mean, they're jamming every single abomination, every single satanic, uh, ad- adrenal chrome, blood sacrifice, the Grammy Awards, bloody right. babies, on on the. Uh, I mean, they are so in your face right now. You can rest assured that any of the risk issues that may not have existed, any of the saintness that exist in those hospital systems, will have no problem. They get promoted to the top just like they do in the military, and they will have no problem coming in and saying. We want that one's, you know, give give some sort of a command right. and say I put that person in a coma, and they will take those they, without any regard at all. They, without any, they, they won't even be bashful about it. Nowadays, they'll just come right in and say that one, that one, that one, that one, that one, and you know what? Everybody will snap too because you know it's it's the, the, the days that we're in right now are so overtly dark and abominable. They're overtly dark, satanic, and abominable. That the people that are watching the persecution of those subjects of the Satanists, they're afraid. They're afraid for their job. They're afraid right. to say no. They're afraid to call the whistleblower hotline because they need to feed their kids. So we've got a situation right. right now where this isn't something that's just happening at the government level. It is happening all the way down to the little bitty kids that are coming across the border. It, it's it, it's everywhere, and nobody's stopping it. I mean, don't even get me going on Biden. That just makes me want to puke. But anyway, uh, that's a whole other thing. But I'm curious, all the things that you said, Joy, earlier, I'm pretty sure you've probably heard of this guy. And if not, I'd be surprised. But anyway – you were talking about the pineal gland, the vibrations, the technologies that, that they've nurtured over the years. I find it fascinating that there's this fellow, his name is Masaru Omoto, and he wrote the book Hidden Messages in Water. But this is a God thing. Okay, this is a God thing. Now, he's not a godly man by any stretch. He's more of a Japanese sort of a you know thing, whatever that is. But anyway, but the point is, he stumbled across the fact that if he put, if he took a glass of water and he put pure, utterly pure distilled water into the into the you know crystal glass or whatnot, he he used very scientific methods, very clean scientific methods, and he'd put this the water same amount in these different glasses and then he would put he would write onto a piece of tape a word like love and he'd put the word love and he would stick it on the side of the glass and then he'd go to the next glass and he'd put the word hate and he'd stick it on that glass and then he would take those two glasses the love and the hate glass and he would put them into a deep freezer 
And when he would pull them out, he would examine the crystallization that would occur, the snowflakes essentially that would that would happen as the as the uh, as the water was rapid frozen. There would be crystallization, essentially a type of snowflake that would that would materialize on the glass, and the one that had the sticker on it that said love had perfect um, symmetrical snowflake-like, I mean, they were just absolutely gorgeous, and he would take pictures of them. Yes. And the, but the one that had the word hate taped to the glass, they were all broken, they, they were disheveled, they were not symmetrical. And, and you know, it's, what's fascinating is this ripples back to adrenochrome, where they're stealing the power of God in the human, you know, in the Edemic race, essentially, to yeah. use it for for darkness. And this is essentially what happened with Emoto in the sense that he stumbled across a gift from God, which has – and all this information has a ripple effect into the glory of God throughout all of creation that's being hijacked by these entities of darkness. And anyway, I, on that note, I, I, you know, I wish we had more time. I'll toss the, uh, the mic over to you, um, uh, 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 Joy, to, to go ahead and close on that thought and whatever else you want to add. Thank you, Zen, so much. Thank you for joining us. Uh, well, the thing particular experiment is very real and there's always been other experiments done where they just spoke really sweet kind words to water and did the same thing and they spoke ugly used profanity at, at other water and when they looked at it under a microscope for crystallization the, it, the water that really received the good really had beautiful crystals and the water, the water that was spoken very harsh and ugly words and whatever to it actually changed those crystals into jaggedness and when we stop and think about the human body is made of about 90% of water, whatever you're listening to is the same thing as that water. They're speaking words on it. And the power is in, you know, we hear the power is in the, in the words of the tongue and how we, you know, we've been told uh, uh, sticks and stones will break my bones that words will never hurt you. This experiment that he did literally proves that words do hurt you. And the more that you engage in music that is of a negative manner or anything that's outside of what the Bible says to keep your mind focused on good and, and stay off of evil, you are literally killing yourself every day by being around people who cuss, who sing terrible songs, who listen to rap music, who engage in anything where you are hearing those kind of words. That's why God said in the Bible, keep your mind focused, pray daily, put on the whole armor of God to fight the enemy. He was literally trying to tell us that everything in this planet that Satan can use against you, including the very words that he can throw at you, are literally causing daggers within you. And that experiment clearly proved that. I do mention that in my books, and, and it's very a real, real phenomena. And it is, uh, it is something that Satan's been using for quite some time now because now he's going to that element of taking even the vibratory uh, capability of light to start hitting people with that. It, it, it's amazing. I, when I did the research for this uh, present book, the science behind, the technology behind what science, got, what kind of science that Satan has at his fingertips right now to control humanity, we don't have to wait for anything else, John. We're ready. We're waiting. 
for the moment when the Enterprise steps up, up, up on the scene, and then they'll take our money, put it through digital currency. You can't get to it. They'll force you into the mark of the beast. They have you. If you take that mark, you're going to go straight to hell. Don't let anybody tell you. Don't let nobody. I don't care if it's a, a pastor in a pulpit. Don't let anybody tell you that you can take that mark of the beast and you're going to end up in heaven. You are going to go straight into the gates of hell because you're no longer human. And you need to be aware. Choose wisely. And very, yeah. It's amen. And um, uh, it, it, I praise God for the the, uh, testimony of um, oh goodness gracious. uh, Robert's home. Okay, it's on the tip of my tongue. All right, I'm 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 going to move on because we're running out of time. We just got the 60 60 minute flag. Uh, there's a testimony about the tribulation by uh, Ken Peters. That's who it was. And in that, he was taken by the Lord uh, into the future. And uh, believe you me, folks, you're going to know. You're going to know that this is satanic. You're going to know there's not. They're not going to clandestinely try to slip a chip on your hand. They're going to make it very very clear. That what you're doing is uh, they're going to make you reject the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They're exactly. they're going they're they're taking this very seriously. They're going to cut your head off and they're going to take that blood and they're going to drink it. Okay, but you don't care because That's you're right. not from here. You are a light being. You are trapped in a human body for right now, and you are going to be like Jesus. And um and and all this stuff is you're just a sojourner. We're just passing through this place. And I praise God for the both of you because your research is so in, it's unbelievable. When when the two of you come together, the impact is is uh, doubled easily. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, and real quick, Joy, would you get, go ahead and share uh, real quick, uh, uh, you know, you, the name of your book, where people can go to find it, and also Zen, uh, your publishing company, where people can, and you know, any of the works that you're working on right now as well. Okay, go to www.drjoye.com, and you can click on all the links there at my books, and it'll take you to the publisher page, and you can purchase them anywhere all over the world. They're available. The latest book is Beast Mark, End of Days, Breaching the Pineal Gland, and you can follow me on Facebook at J-O-Y-E-P-U-G-H. Praise and God all of my work and all of my books are found at sacredwordpublishing.com.net. Um, you can just go there. All of our radio shows are under Zen Garcia uh, YouTube, uh, though we will, uh, we're going to have to move to uh, a different platform. But thank you, John. We appreciate you, brother. Yes, we love you. This has been great. 54, 54 months. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I, we've been together a boy. long time. We've been together a long time. I know. Actually, my first surgery. I, I, I'm getting old now, and I just can't accept it. I, I have a T-shirt that says, "It's really weird being the same age as old people." <laughs> anyway, yeah. so anyway, right? So anyway, um, right. God bless you all. Thank you. For joining us tonight. Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus that everyone is touched, anointed, anything that may have been just off-kilter, not received appropriately, let it just melt away into a deep blue sea of your forgiveness and forgetfulness. Father God, allow those things that needed to be here to, to adhere to people's spirits and to their souls so that it will manifest fruit on behalf of your kingdom and touch other people's lives. Feel forward this, if you will, to as many people as you can, because this is important information. God bless you all for joining us. 
tonight. Thank you, Joy. Thank you, Zen. I love these programs. We will see you next month. Uh, Blog Talk Radio willing. Just kidding. Uh, God willing. Uh, And uh, (laughs) anyway, uh, and we will see you Wednesday, 7 p.m. Now, that one's definitely Lord willing uh, at the uh, Wednesday night show. So thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Joy. Thank you, Zen. God bless you. Love you, you John. Love you, Zen. Love you, Joy. Take care. Love Love you, guys. Bye-bye. Good night, all. shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.